man, this is the latest latest start since episode one. What happened there? He was, they were staying here. So okay. uh, um, who was they? Uh, it, my a college buddy and uh, his two kids. They oh. came. They came in town. Is that what's his face? Who's the guy for um, medical device company? Mike Canning. Mike Canning. No. I was like Lanning Canning. Yeah. No, no. This is Jason Fisher. He lives in Durango. We went to Fort Lewis together and um, worked on the newspaper staff together. He was editor in chief when I graduated. What were you? What were you Arts and entertainment book? editor. Oh, that's a cool one. It was. It was a that, blast. That's a really especially because cool I, I I I was there. So I went to Pitt State for a year. Okay. Uh, and then I was like, I'm out. I'm moving to Lawrence. I'm transferring to KU. But a buddy that went to the art institute that I went to high school yeah. with was like, we should get summer jobs at the Y in Estes Park. And I was like. Okay. But that's the why with like the actual cabins. Yes. So not, not like, I, I think people think that they think, oh, you were helping the youth and you were at a, a crappy gym somewhere. I was a there. housekeeper. Nice. But at kick-ass cabins. Yeah. But he got to work in the craft shop. So he was oh. making like leather belts and shit. Yeah. With beads on them. Like the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I had all, had a, an apartment with three buddies and mm-hmm. the last thing I had to do, I was, I was transferred last thing i had to do was enroll and that when that day came i was like why am i going back to kansas i had a girlfriend and a a bunch of jobs i was like i don't nah nah so i took a year off and got in-state residency and then moved to durango set first week of class i'm like because i was on the high the high school newspaper staff as a writer i was like "I, i should and i walked over there and i'm still friend really good friends with like four of those people they still work there (laughs) <laughs> no they were students with me okay gotcha. um so anyway w- jason and i uh hadn't seen each other in a while so he was like the last game of the season was and we for 10 years we did broncos chiefs games okay both oh that's cool and and then when signet when wives became then like one was a guys and the other would be girls and then the next year we would flop okay. cities yeah yeah um, but then people started having kids. Did you say you would swap? <laughs> Destinations. <laughs> Destinations. Um, uh, anyway. Kids uh, screw up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, JK. So, uh, we hadn't seen each other. We, I went out and saw Dead and Company in Boulder with him okay. three summers in a row. Did you see him with, uh, was this before this John, is John Mayer? Mayer. This is John, John Mayer, Mayer right? Yeah. What a cool thing, by the way, because I always thought John Mayer was like some soft ass whatever well but I internet run really through the halls right my... it's it's yeah it's and what's hard the, not what's to. the other one i don't listen to him well but you know the other track that was a hit uh you're gonna hate this this is exactly zoolander oh no this is exactly this is thanks, he for, is thanks my... for joining us <laughs> he is he is zoolander he is my only zoolander one because it's like i really really love john mayer like he's really good on Instagram. He has these little um the 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 podcast that he does with okay. like big time celebrities, but it's like a selfie stick or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lo fi, but you know he could go whatever. But he's keeping it real. Correct. Yeah. And then I don't listen I've never listened to any of his music. God damn it. You know, it's but, gonna I'm gonna think of right, it and you're gonna the fact know it. that he's making it yeah. uh your body's a wonderland. Yes, there it is. Yeah. There it is. So uh he's like, come out, we should because he's a so he's living on the front range for all these years on the waiting list to lifelong Broncos fan. Okay. Moves to Durango, n- number comes up, and he's like, 
How far a drive is Durango? Six. Holy yeah. shit. So he's like, I gotta. Yeah. So he did and still has him. So I was like, yo, man, we used to hang. All he's like, come out for the last game. I was like, man, my daughter has a gymnastics meet, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Pfft. I was like, you know what? I could get on a plane late in the afternoon, fly home Monday after the game. So I, you know, secondary market, I drop. And then, and Mike Canning's like, well, I'll go, but I also, I want my boy to go. Yeah. So I get on and drop like 12 hundo for three tickets. And then, and then I book a plane ticket or a flight. And then like two weeks later, the league moves the game to Saturday. Oh, <laughs> in your face. Yeah. So I didn't make that game. They don't do that ever. It, it was, I'm still upset about why, it. Why would they do that? Because it, it, week seven, week 18, Right and and all these final games have That's playoff right. implications, so right. ratings and views and eyeballs. Anyway, but we he had already said because um, he was going to come out and some shit happened a few many years ago, and so he had never been in this house. He's at my old house, but he's like, "Yo, January twenty first, Casey Musgraves is playing the Sprint Center. I'm going to come with my kids and stay with you guys, and we'll all go to the show." I love her, dude. She's. Dude, I love her so much. I'm surprised to hear you say that, but she's fantastic. Unreal, dude. Um, you know my favorite album, hers. It's the fucking Christmas one. Oh, I I don't own that one. Oh my god. The, I, the other three, I. Oh my god. Is it good? Oh, dude. Um, Did you put it on does, this year at Christmas? Oh, every the... every every time we decorate the tree, like I put it on, and like the kids roll their eyes. And my wife is like, she loves it because she loves Casey Musgraves. She's pretty awesome. And she is like perfect country to me. So they they flew in at like like 1030 on a Thursday and it was uh-huh. freezing. It was so cold. But we hit Town Topic on the way back from the airport. You hit it be- before drinking. What? You went to Town Topic before you drank? Stone cold. Sober. I went to a, I went to a comedy show at, at like nine o'clock. Okay. <clears throat> out at 103rd and State Line, jetted to the airport, scooped them. Town topic came home, crashed, and then Saturday, no Friday, we just kind of kicked it and then went to the show. And then Saturday, uh, they all came to both my kids' basketball games, okay. which was a hoot. Um, I mean, one of them was like every possession. The lead was changing mm. late in the fourth. And we're all just, I mean, and then it ended and he was like, I was not emotionally prepared for this. I was like, I know every game is like, anyway. And then Saturday night around 930, I mean, I wasn't ready to start taping, you know, because like I'm still learning stuff yeah. and trying to get cameras mounted. Right. We had one camera sitting on a roll of scotch tape and another on this little book of British phrases with British fastened phrases. with twist ties. I love twist ties. And and they I lost I looked up at like one fif- an hour fifteen and mine wasn't on. I was like, Oh my god, I lost <laughs> He's like, Oh, mine went out like half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, is there a red light? How do I know if, if it's on? Yeah, it's little but Okay. You can it's on. I was wanting to double check. I'll do it again for I mean you want me to double check? Nope, not okay. at all. So anyway, uh, that was, we started episode one, but now we're on episode 12 and this okay. is Nick Leckie. Um, you got some shit to pimp or plug or what do you got? 
Nothing. Nothing. Nothing okay. at all. Okay. All right. Uh, and this is badass records, by the way. Um, you were one of the, so January mm-hmm. of 2021. The idea and kind of like cobbling shit together. Remodel happened in like March, April. Um, but I was when I first went to make a list. Yeah. You were one of the first people. I like. Pop- no, I remember you saying that. And yeah. and you were like. <laughs> What I say? <laughs> Hold on, you're still okay. So Blair and I, we go back to Cisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first job ever, uh, for real, was Cisco. No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. My uh, first real job. Like I didn't know how to take vacation. I asked my wife. I was like, "How do you take vacation?" She goes, "You just tell your boss." I go, "What? <laughs> you <laughs> what? That's le- that's legal? I you just you just tell them and you're good." Because I you know I'm used to NFL or college where it's like yeah no, it's, yeah you have we'll we'll handle all the details yeah like later no I'm like you don't take a vacation oh right? bro. You, you don't take a vacation later in life <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so I was like okay this is cool but um, yeah so Blair and I we go back Cisco days that was what 2014 2013 yeah 2014 2014 for me yeah um, so we go back so we had a lot of fun times Cisco <laughs> I I don't know if you were still Eric Hess yeah he did an episode. Oh, he did episode nice. Yeah, and then and my 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 boss, my current boss, Sean Dam. Okay, he's watching a lot of okay. these, uh, and he, unbeknownst to me, forwarded the Hess episode to Craig McConnell. Oh, love love Craig. So GS, he helped me get that job. Okay. Yeah, Craig did. K State. Yeah, because your and aunt, my aunt, yeah. she now works for the other guys. So, so uh, like a month. Two, two GSMs ago, okay. we were in the hallway between round robins, and I was like, "Hey, man!" He's like, "Oh, I'll do it, no problem." Yeah. So fast forward to the last GSM, uh, he sought me out in the general session. He's like, "Dude, good job on Hess," and I was wow. like, "Oh shit, you watched that?" And he's <laughs> like, well, "Yeah, traveling to K- K- to Manhattan for yeah. something," and then later we were joking about it because it took. It took Candy, you know, he's married to Candy, took her like a few weeks and then at one night to watch it. And then one night I got a text from her. She was like, oh my God, when are you going to interview me so I can tell you the truth? Oh, oh damn. He is so full of shit. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was telling, so later I told Craig about yeah. that and he goes, have you done Lucky? And I was like, I mean, he's coming Tuesday. This yeah. was just on Friday. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, he's like a big drummer. I, well, that's why I asked him. Yeah, because like, yeah. he does like drums and shit. Yeah, and like, Sean's a big music guy too, and okay. he picked Rage Against the Machine. Which what? Which one? I I don't know. It's the first one. So. I, I couldn't tell you Rage Against the Machine albums did, at did all. They but put I out know, more I, than one. I like I Bulls on Parade. Th- yeah. <laughs> and is that Rally Around the Family? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'll, I, I I'll enjoy. Pre- it. I'll prep for. I'll I'll tell you the week of his episode because <laughs> I'll have to do prep for it. But that is so funny that you said that about your first job because you know, being who you are, yeah. you have you have a wiki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course <laughs> I, I do. That's a great one. <laughs> Majored in hotel and restaurant. Oh my god! You, I didn't know I could. I didn't know you could manage that. I didn't know you could. You could. So my, um, I started out college. You know, I majored in finance. Because I always wanted okay. to be an investment banker. I wanted to work on Wall Street. Right. That was my my backup or whatever. My or that's what I wanted to do, and. My before my junior year, like a day, literally a day before my junior year, my advisor like called me. She was frantic, it was panic. She was like, "Oh my god!" She was, "You cannot, and you cannot declare finance as your major because your grades suck." Like oh. I had like a I had like a two nine, and you needed a three zero 
to declare finance. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that would say a 2-9 doesn't suck. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that was just <laughs> fine. I was still eligible for football. Let's I got, go. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people with 1-8s. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, um, and I was like, all right, crap. Well, what do I have available? And she was like, well, there's sociology, of course, right? Criminal justice and hotel and restaurant management. And I'm like, well, I always wanted to open up my own restaurants, so let's do that one. And I was like, I remember my junior year, I was like the first time I cared in school because I was learning something relevant. You know, it was really, really good for me. So I, I loved it. Yeah. At the bottom of your page, it says that you went back after you retired and finished. Bro, I was. And uh, I was like, has he ever worked a shift? <laughs> I still haven't. I did at Mission Hills. I did. I worked shifts at Mission Hills. Country Club? Yeah, with Dom and, um, oh shit, Marvin. Doing and, what? Uh, Uncle Johnny. Uh, I was I was Dominic Parm's uh, assistant barback at the men's grill. Barback. Assistant to the regional manager. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I, I people trips. trying to get your attention for a drink, and you're like, I can't, man. I'm just no. People would ask me for a drink, like they go, Hey, can you make a Bloody Mary? And I'm like, What's in that? <laughs> <laughs> and is it red? I, yeah. it's red. I knew that. Much. It's got some vegetables in I it. Were, I was like, There's a celery stick in here, right? And is that vodka oh, or tequila? My God. But I didn't know. I didn't know shit about about bartending. Um, I work hard, right? But right when I make a drink, like I make Mandarin on the rocks, or I make bourbon in a glass. Okay, I'll make a screwdriver if I'm feeling freaky. Uh, two episodes ago, I had the drummer from Shiner. Okay, and we know each other from that business. And uh, he's like, I was like, Are you? He's like, I'm not a mixologist. Don't. And I was like, okay. And he goes, people always ask me, uh, what's your favorite drink to make? Whiskey in a cup. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say, right? Like, want, oh, I want a Manhattan. Oh, you're going to ruin the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's gotten to a, a bad point with mixology. where gotten? it's I mean, it it's always has been. Like where if I go to a bar and I see you have a waxed mustache, like, <laughs> I'm like, this is going to suck. Like, did, this, you, did you spend six hours before your shift hanging out with citrus? Right, exactly, right? Were you, were you shaving, uh -huh. like the zesting the peels and shit like that? It's just like, I don't need a theatrical performance for my drink. Well, in the very beginning in the days of like manifesto, uh -huh. when they're just, oh my I was God. like, I, was, I, I keep a butter knife on the counter and I do like a half <laughs> <Yeah>. a stir. <laughs> just a Am half. I doing it wrong? You are, you don't have the theatrical. Tricks. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, it's a shame that we just glossed over cocktails, right? Like that I, was like Elizabeth Shue, the Irish dude from every other movie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, yeah, that's the life. I, and I was, my, my, my biggest hang up with that movie was that he got all pissed that she hid the fact that she was very wealthy. I never saw it. Oh. I've just seen clips. Seriously? Yeah. Do you like Elizabeth Shue? I mean, I think so. She's kind of cute, right? She's probably my my favorite your, of all time. Your backup? You can say that. <laughs> what else has she been in? She was in a bunch of shit. Adventures in Babysitting? Yes, yes. Um, Leaving Las Vegas with Nick Cage. Oh, great performance. Uh, great movie. Probably her best performance, though. Okay, all right. So was I don't need to with, dig any deeper. No, was with Val Kilmer oh, oh, oh. in The Saint. Wow. Oh. You never seen this? Anymore. I don't know. Do you oh, like spy movies? I don't think I've even heard of it. Oh my god! Great from a music standpoint too. It has this freaky mid '90s techno. You know okay. the techno, right? You yeah. know that what I'm talking it's, about, right? It's, it's, yeah, a little bit of that, but a little zoo, doo, oh, doo, doo, yeah, like that too. Like it's Chemical like, Brothers. Oh and, man, uh, they uh, did did they get in? No, who was it? Um, Trent Reznor. Uh, he got that Chemical Brothers sound with like Social Network. 
and that he scores. You know, he scores movies. That doesn't surprise me, dude. Which, by the way, my biggest takeaway from the pandemic was that um, I had never listened to Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I'm still in that camp. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. And the backstory behind uh, his album Pretty Hate Machine was he turned it to David Geffen and said, I'm sorry I had to make this, and just thought it was just an artistic release. Whoa. Yeah. I mean... It's what he wanted to make. I mean, he was like, this is going to like not sell a single copy, but I had to make this. Wow. Uh, fascinating that you mentioned that based on your choices, which mm-hmm. we'll get into, but, um, Texas mm-hmm. born and raised mm-hmm. sister. Want my tattoo. No, thanks. Okay. I don't um, have one. <laughs> <laughs> Rainier beer. <laughs> no, how dare you? Shiner Bach. Okay. Zegan Bach. Okay. Lone Star, Lone Star is, is Natty Light. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't, if you say, if you say you're from Texas and you drink Lone Star, I know you're full of shit. Okay. It's Scheinerbach, Ziegenbach. Um, That's when I was growing up. 90s. You, you have a sister? Yeah. Younger? Older. Older, that's right. She's what's, older. What's the split? Uh, two and a half years okay. older. Okay. Yeah, she's December on March. December what? 20th. Okay. And March? 12th. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a Pisces. Um, oh. Which I, I'm into that shit. You could have. Uh, for real? I, I'm for real. Like, not, I, I don't like look at it every day. I look at it like t- five times a year, but I I believe in all that shit. Dark Side of the Moon also watches every episode, and she recently ran my stuff. Oh wow! And was like, "You're just all fire, like R- fire, fire, stuff. fire." You are fire, dude. I, I, I was like, "You really are fire." Should I pour some water in my hand? No, <laughs> no, because you learn to contain it, yeah. right? Um, You're like self-contained fire. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, folks met. How? So uh, my mom was a flight attendant and my actual dad, um, she met, well, um, they were married for about a year and a half and then they got divorced. So when I was like two, I didn't, I knew them apart, That's right. That, you know, from early Yeah. Age. Okay. And my stepdad was been in the picture since I was four. They, and he, he's, he's still a mm-hmm. really good guy. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Um, awesome dude. Taught me a lot. But is, is you, and, you, you and your sister share bio dad or no? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. So, so, so they got my, my parents, got, our parents got divorced when we were, I was like one and a half. Okay. So yeah. And then we would spend summers up in Canada Damn, up until seventh right. grade. And then, um, you know, the rest of the time would be in Texas hanging out. Wow. Um, so how old were you when you started playing ball? Seventh grade. Okay. My, I, I played, I played soccer growing up. Sure. You know, I love soccer. I played a little bit of rollerblade hockey. It was a brand new sport. Wow. That was really good. I can't believe you never told me that before. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I was rollerblade hockey. And then, you know, I I can skate. I used to be able to skate really well. One foot stop, all that stuff. On rollerblades? On on ice skates. I mean, one one skate stop on rollerblades, like broken neck and ankle. Oh my God, it hurts my ankle right there just thinking about it. It does. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I grew up playing club soccer. Okay. And then all my buddies were playing football and I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Were were you a, a large human at that age, no, okay. I, I was I was average size until sophomore junior year. Then I made this I had this growth spurt a little but, bit. But seventh grade was pads and tackle. Yeah, or, okay, yeah. I was I was um, skinny fat. Okay, right? so I was neither fat nor skinny. So I was this weird little Which tweener. Is weird when you got introduced at the first GSM that uh-huh. I used to, you we used to have to stay up, stand up. Yeah, 
and and Kim Middleton, I think, was at the podium, and uh, and you said this seemed something like, I don't know, this just seemed like an easy job for a former fat kid. Oh yes. Which I was like, wait, what? Yes, fat kid. Well, I'm fat kid in the sense that you know how some people are, are are skinny, but they have a soul of a fat kid. Like my roommate in college was a wide receiver, but he had the soul of a fat kid because he would pour Cheezums into a bowl, Pringles Cheezums, and put hot sauce on it. But he was just skinny. He was slim. That stayed skinny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just, you know, soul of a fat kid though. Okay. Uh, like you, we always say, you know, you used to like, hey, you're going to fat it up, which means like, I'm going to put some melted cheese on it or something, you know? <laughs> it was like Irish it up, right? With the drink, but it's like fat it up. Made portion of bacon grease on hot. Oh milk. my God. But yeah. It's the whole thing. So, um, yeah. But I'm one of the few people to make it out of Texas though. Make it out? Yeah. Like no, none of my people that they, they stay there. You know, they stay in Texas. Cause it's so the when there. you go there, they're still there. And yeah. you, do you hang? You yeah. Ha- oh, okay. I love, I, I got buddies who we do a, a guy's trip every year in Galveston. And if you don't know Galveston, Galveston is KCK with a beach. I mean, it's fun. Okay. But it ain't like glorious. I always thought it was like Hilton Heady kind of. Okay. <laughs> it's like the only shitty part of like the Gulf. Like, cause you know, you got like, you get past New Orleans and you know, like Gulf Shores, it's like white sand, pristine beaches and whatever. Galveston is not that. Even the water's like brown. <laughs> Even the water's brown. And it's like, there's like a couple, there's like a week in like April where like, it's like, oh my God, blue water in Galveston. And you're like, oh wow. It's like, you know, and then it's like, all right. When back you down. roll into town, the signs say, welcome to fucking Galveston. For real, basically. <laughs> exactly. It really does. Uh, so like junior and senior year, are you, I mean, are you getting like recruited and shit? Like, is it heavily? I've never really watched Friday Night Lights, but I know the premise. Is it kind of like, I hate that. That, that, that would be like, um, what's that John Favreau where he's a cook movie? Oh, I don't know. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah. It'd be like that for like, is that's that's like restaurant scene. Okay. I think. Like it's so, so off base. Not. So Friday Night Lights was a book, right? Right. And it, it, it spotlighted Odessa Permian. Okay. And they're That's a region. In, no, it's a city. Okay. Um, it's a high school. They're they're, oh. they're, they're, they're Mojo. Okay. Right? They're the, the Panthers or whatever they are. All right. And- so just one season and they didn't even win state for Christ's sake. Right? <laughs> I mean, what a buzzkill. <laughs> but, but the, the whole, like the whole hard knocks. Yeah. Right. It, it oh, is. you're going to go two and 14. Ugh, that's a bummer. Two, but HBO was here. Right. But the whole premise though, is that like, it, it just shows that how the small town is just dedicated and they live and breathe um, this football team. Right. And it's like, I think for people outside of Texas, I think it's tough to fathom that you really give a shit about about your. But high see, that's the thing is that I thought Friday Night Lights was kind of all Texas. This it is, is how though, every yeah. every town is like. This is Friday Night is the highlight of the week, and everybody knows all the stuff about the team and the players. And there is an element, yeah, where it's like that's the place to be. Is like Friday Night, like you know, you go to the go to the varsity game. You know, it doesn't matter where you're at. Um, you know, it's fun to do. I mean, but like, so would your sister be at your games? Um, no. Okay. So not everybody, but, right? I'm, but she would, she was when she was there for sure. Right. You know, uh, but, uh, when I was a junior, she's in college. So, God damn it. I right. keep thinking she's younger. No, no, that's right. <laughs> okay. But no, but everyone would go. It's yeah. like a fun, if you have someone in high school, you know, it's fun to go. Yeah. It's fun to go here. There's a, we have a bit of crowds here in KC. Okay. As far as, who, whatever, cause who I do, do you refereeing go see? stuff. You I don't, do? I don't get any, yeah. I just got into it this year. I have a guy on my team that. Um, my hockey team that uh, he's been doing it four or five years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, every fall session, he's either for like two or three games, he's either late 
or he's like in the locker room on a on a Zoom okay. conference call w- with who all of the people, you know. And then, you know, he'll occasionally have to miss, but not all. But it's it's when the season's about to start, he is all in. And as a matter of fact, he like he lost a bunch of weight and then I I think it was like he and his wife just decided to have fitness be more in their lives. And so he lost all this weight and then showed up and they're like, good job. About 20, 25 more to go. Like, and you better lose it. And I was like, what the? That's hardcore. Yeah. Anyway, but he's. What sport? Football. I feel like he's maybe doing. I'm like 280. (laughs) (laughs) How big is this guy? He's, he's not, not that big anymore. Wow. But I mean, I, I want to say he was doing some college stuff too. Damn. Like maybe big not time. D1, but still I mean, time. it's, it's a, that's the next step for me. I want okay. to do this for a couple of years and then do college, do that for a couple of years and, and do the NFL reference. So did people come see you both junior and senior year? Yeah. So I got recruited. So my sophomore year, I started varsity okay. in Texas. So you were big. still skinny. Yeah. I was, well, I mean, listen, I was 250, but it was a weird 250. Okay. But I was aggressive. I was agile. I was smart. You know, I could do all that stuff. And then junior year, uh, I got. I was like six two, two seventy five. Okay. And so teams started like coming through like that spring. After my junior year, teams started coming through. The okay, hey, you know, like you know. All so the- I, I don't mean to do this no. d- dumb thing again, yeah, but right. um, the blind side. Okay. You see the coaches coming and sitting in the fam, fam- or even. Uh, uh, is it straight out of Compton? No, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> was a, what's the name of the fucking movie with Ricky? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Jesus. Ricky. Yeah, but both. Hey, crack sniper shot with a sawed-off shotgun from fifty yards away. Like that was how Ricky got done up. You know, it's just tough. Scratching a fucking my scratcher. But both movies. But who stops to scratch a scratcher when you're getting chased by some dudes in a car? <laughs> hey, man, if there's money on the other end. Yeah. But both movies, you see the coaches yeah. come in, sit in the in the living room at the table. So had that a lot. Okay. So a lot of coaches they they would come they would come see me in high school, and I get to go to a class and talk to these coaches, and I don't even remember what they would say. They would say, "Hey, I'm from blah blah. They've worn a polo." And the school, I'm saying, hey, I'm coach, blah, blah, I do O-line or this is whatever. You know, we want you to come up and save us a visit to K-State. Or, They're not whatever. trying to, like, schmooze mom and dad? and So, uh, yes. Okay. And then they, they'd set up a dinner. I don't know how they set up dinner. But they would come over to the house and we'd be in the I'm living sorry, room. I'm de- sorry, mom and stepdad. No, that's fine. Um, so they would set, we'd, they, they'd set up a dinner, uh, just come by and meet. And I'd have these, like, coaches come through my house, talk to my parents and I. And just kind of discuss the future and stuff. So, and, yeah. and they would eat with you? I don't know if they would eat because that'd be so damn awkward. Well, I, but it's just a meeting. It'd be imagine like, the be pressure like of meetings. your parents every time somebody comes. They got to put together a nice meal. Oh, they don't give a shit. Clean the house. They don't okay. give a shit. But right. they, they'll put together what they put together. <laughs> right. It'll be something decent. You know, they'll, they'll like it. And, but there's no stress. Okay. Because, I mean, we're getting, I was getting feted, right? So, like, hey, come here, come here, right? I remember one time it was embarrassing was um, SMU came to my house, the coach. And uh, my mom was like, or my stepdad was like, well, what are you talking offer-wise? And they, the coach was like, it wasn't like that. No, the coach was like, well, we offered Nick about a week ago. And they're like, what? And they're like, did he not tell you? And I'm like, oh, my God. He knows I don't want to come here if he didn't. Oh, he wasn't making, he wasn't making that up. You were just like, eh. 
I was I wasn't cocky, but well, I had a lot of offers and stuff, and a lot of and a lot of SMU gets ratcheted down. I would have went to SMU or TCU, okay, but they sucked. But man, North Dallas is fun, and it's like going. It's like very wealthy, okay, um, you know. But it's a great school. It's a great part of Dallas. But I live like twenty minutes away. Yeah, I get know? away. So I wanted to get away. So uh, TCU kicks ass. TCU is is this pre pre Ladanian? No, it's right. Ladanian right. was like a little bit that time. Okay, it was his time. Okay, but yeah, he was. I was like, wow. So TCU was on the map, but okay. it's like I don't want to go twenty minutes away. Yeah, thirty minutes so away. So who else was a big? Uh, Texas, uh, Austin, uh huh, uh, LSU. Oh, uh, Duke, uh, Colorado. Duke has a D one football. Yeah, bro. Okay, that was my backup. Nuh-uh. Yeah. To K State. Well, or a backup. A a okay. backup. Yeah, K State was never in the picture. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> K State. I, re- I remember the K State guy coming around and being like, "Okay, buddy, like I'm not going there. Like I'm staying. I'm going to Texas or A&M, but A&M didn't want me, so like right, I'm going to Texas." Why didn't they? They had drafted. They had not drafted. They they had got someone the year before oh. a center. Okay. So they were like, "We're good. We don't need. We're good." Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So, but did you give Boulder a serious look? I did, but I didn't go on my my trip there. I know. What else I would have. I went on my trip. Okay. So we won state my junior year. And then my senior year, we got upset in the first round of playoffs. Oh, damn. And then, so the K-State coach came by Monday and was like, hey, you only have four trips planned. You have one more. Want to come to K-State this weekend? You can only have five trips? Yeah. Across the whole. That was back in the day. You only have five official visits where they come up. For for all of high school or just senior Um, year? For every person, senior year. So every recruit, you only get to pick five. Which make, which makes it limited, right? Yeah, it limits it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they were like, and I was like, all right, I'll go. The guy was like, that Monday was like, hey, come up to K State this weekend. I'm like, whatever. I get a free trip to Manhattan, Kansas. Which, by the way, I thought I thought. So Manhattan to to Dallas to Grapevine is six and a half hour drive. Okay. I used to make it in six sometimes. Sure. Film zoomy. <laughs> and and um, I thought it was like a twelve hour drive. Oh. I thought like. That's how like this is cold before to you Texas. could just Google Map. Well, well, <laughs> or or not. Ninety nine, we would have had to map quest it. Okay, and then print, print out the directions. Not too terribly difficult. No, it's not. Well, I well that was before I map quested it. And okay, I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. But if you were like, hey, Nick, pick Kansas on a map, I'd be like, I don't know, yeah. Minnesota. Uh, it wasn't Minnesota, but it was Nick. It's just two states. That's all it was, wow. dude. I know, right? That's how that's how pigheaded you are. Get your fucking geography teacher on the horn. <laughs> I didn't wasn't a geography major. <laughs> I'm talking about grade school. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I need to. So you had you were you had one trip left, and that dude. No, was, yeah, no. yeah, I did, yeah, I did, yeah. But you didn't go. I had four more left after oh. that, right? Oh, so I booked four, and I had one one open. I had, oh saving it for someone special, you know. And yeah, and then I just went there. And I was at that time, I was a sick of the phone calls. I was sick of the, oh the mail. God. And like, I just want to go somewhere. But it's like, I, I don't, I, I don't like as much as you think is so. I don't like the attention. Right. 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 I don't like all that extra attention, the fakiness. It'd the be bullshit. nice if somebody could figure it out for you and decide all the things, but also you like the choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, but then that's what I did, narrowed it down, the coaches and stuff. And then went to K State and just loved it. Absolutely loved for it. For a visit. Yeah. Okay. For an official visit. And what about it did you love? I, I like the fact that they had just beat Texas that year, forty-two oh. to seven oh, in Austin. Damn. So I'm like, okay, damn, they legit. Mike Mike Bishop was there two years ago, in ninety-eight, and they lost to A&M in the Big Twelve Championship game. Okay. 
And so they were on the map. I was like, wow. And I liked the fact that K-State was up and coming. I liked the fact that I didn't think Coach Snyder was going to leave. You know, he was there for the long haul. And I just fell in love with Manhattan. Like, I love Manhattan, Kansas. That feels like a pretty common, like, people... I mean, it's, yeah. it's obviously got some kind of charm to it because people right. that have been, you know, graduated for a year, they still talk about it like with a twinkle in their eye. It's, it's fun. Well, because it's 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 a bit of hill country, right within within uh, Kansas, and it's right there in the middle of the Flint Hills. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. just beautiful, dude. Yeah. So you have this like you know hills outside of you, and then these gorgeous hills or Flint Hills, which is absolute vast nothingness, like prairie, rolling yep. prairie. And I, I like that. And people trash the drive to Colorado and back all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. I've That's done great. it so many times. I really do like it. It's, there's a peaceful mm-hmm. beauty kind of to it. It's a, like a modern, like a modern minimal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. Well, you know, what's funny about, about my whole life story. So if we're going like autobiographically, have you ever seen um, high fidelity with John Cusack? A, a long time ago, but right. the, like Manhattan, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that really, really love that movie. It's a great movie. I need to see it again. It's a great movie. Um, so he was organizing. He's you know record store owner. Yeah. And he was organizing his um, his albums, autobiographical. And I've always thought that was a fascinating way to arrange albums. I don't own albums, but I have a desire once my kids are older to buy a vinyl and a hi-fi. Just a simple you know amplifier, tubes, two um, speakers. Mm-hmm. That's in and only certain albums are vinyl worthy like Elaine and sponge worthy around Seinfeld. Um, never watched it really. This vinyl is like that where, you know, you might like the strokes. Only a couple albums are like purchase vinyl of them. Um, I like to refer to those CDs as lip it albums where let it play. Oh, like okay. Just pop it in lip. It. Yeah. Just yeah. lip it. Right. Just let it go. Start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So I could do my whole life. I could do my whole life with autobiographical where you can go from like seventh grade to now, like what, like I could go like, what's the, my major music at that time. Sure. Uh, uh, we're, we're going to go there, yeah. but are you talking about arranging them alphabetically by name? No, I would not. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like John Cusack. So what? my first, my first one. Oh, he's doing it in order of yeah, his life. Of his life. Oh, cool. When he bought it, when he bought it, bought that album. Oh, now I, I definitely really want to cool. see this movie yeah, again. It's really cool. Wow. Um, but that, but I could do it where it's like, I know there's certain groups I was listening to. That's awesome. Period. Um, now, <laughs> the hotel restaurant management major made me laugh. Uh, and the, <laughs> I spoke at my damn ceremony. I, okay. I was the commencement speaker. Okay. All right. In December um, 12th. Runner up to that is, um, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure it sucked at the time, but hopefully now it's funny, but waved to make room for Chase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That was uh, no, no. My wife still hates Chase to this day, but it's fine. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, so Lance Moore, this is in New Orleans in 09, a Super Bowl year. Lance Moore was the third string quarterback. So it would have went Drew Brees, Mark Brunel, Lance Moore, the old lefty Jacksonville. Lefty, one of my favorite. Yeah, he was QBs good, man. All time, the most awesomest human being ever. And he's just so chill, California kid. Yeah. Did his thing, just casual, fucking 20 years deep in the NFL, just a baller. And um, so Lance was had a hamstring injury. And so they had to bring Chase up from practice squad. And I was inactive at the time. So they waived me on a Friday and then put Chase on the team. 
And then I flew up to Buffalo with the team and didn't play. It was so weird. I was sitting up in a press box. It was so weird, that game. And we won. And then uh, I got re-signed back to the team on Monday. Wow. Yeah. It's so weird. It, uh, the uh, roster. It was a roster. Move, yeah. No, right? no, you always got to move some numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, but he's kind of become... Business. Like, well, been... he just signed with somebody... Yeah. And there was, there was like images going around saying, if you take his career earnings and divide it by pass attempts, he's like the richest. It's the, there's a stat. It's yeah. like is it war and baseball wins against something when, or against replacement? Yeah, or, yeah, I guess wins so. above replacement. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's he's got a stat like that where like every touchdown pass is like five million. <laughs> so mean, bananas. Yeah, or ever. I'm sorry, every completion. Right, right. There's like yeah. a million yes. or something yes. like that, half a million. Um, I'm like, that's but, amazing. I mean, he keeps playing the system, getting man. jobs. I mean, playing the system. He, he's, he's what you want as, as, a, as a backup, you know, a sturdy backup you can count on who's going to know the system and run it well and not going to threaten your starter. Right. And that's what they like. A uh, couple more, we'll move away from football, but uh, how did it tell me about was, was draft weekend like a big deal? Yeah. Then, yeah. did you go somewhere? Was no. fam- did you have family with you? I I, I got a week call from my agent the week before the draft saying, um, "Dude, what in the flying fuck happened?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "Dude, you're supposed to be like a second or third rounder. You just dropped to like a day two, like a like a late round pick." I go. He's what, asking what's you. Up? Yeah, he's like. I'm like. I don't know. He's like. Aren't, he's like. D- does he receive money from you as his job? He, yeah. Why no. He well, because well, it just happened. It just kind of blew up, and I just sank like a like a Led Zeppelin. And nobody knows back issues. One of the team doctors thought he saw back issues in one of my MRIs. Uh, turns out I misread it wrong. Or they they wasn't. And I asked my agent like, why well, don't have back issues? Like, well, they saw something in MRIs. I had discs touching. In my, in I can't my believe MRIs. people are looking at your fucking bro. I, I had to sit in an MRI machine for like I can't six I, hours. I've done you know? one, never again, people. never I again. I spent all day in one a couple years ago. I was getting full body scanned. I might yeah. throw up. Uh, they they were like they were like because I had to do like the one where you head first and shoulders That's down. A, yeah, I was having my shoulder looked at. Yeah, because I got put you all up. the way in that shit. And I I took my Xanax before I left the house really? and then went and sat. And then go to, back to the department and sat. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, here, you can put whatever music on. I was like, I'm going to cry. Like, <laughs> get me. And the, I was doing all these breathing things. Uh-huh. To, and they were like, be still. You're moving too much. I'm like, I'm not moving at all. And they're like, we're going to have to start over. And I was like, I will leave. Mm-hmm. If you pull me out and tell me you have to put me back. I No yeah. way. Yeah, no. And you just, you would just be in there all the time, stone cold sober. Well, no, yes, sober. Uh, also, they they put me in. I go, nope. And I go, what can we do? They go, here's medicine, here's something, and whatever. But if you move, it's canceled. I was like, all right. Um, you know what they? The solution? They put like a like a fucking horse. They just put like a little sheet of like a little sheet over my face, like a blindfold. Not even it wasn't a blindfold. It was like like a napkin or something. <laughs> They just put it over my eyes and I fifteen put it... by seventeen quarter full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, can you do forty four dollars on that? Fly? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's the case count? How much that way? Oh, and um, and just slid me in and I just I just acted like I was in an open room, uh, with my eyes closed. But really, I'm like this and like there's. I cannot believe that worked. Yeah, you are worked. a strong, 
I had to. Human I had being. to. I was like, oh, I'm going to be in here. I was in there, in and out of there for 12 hours, for eight hours, doing Cisco orders in between. <laughs> <laughs> this is all going out of P1. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so like, in theory, you know, that dude cost you some money. Yeah, yeah. Some... No, he did. Absolutely. A lot of money, too, because then, you know, you're constantly evaluated by your contract. Do you right. send him an invoice every month? I, I should, right? I really should. But it's funny because I went on a trial with him, you know, when I got cut from the Saints. And the, the head coach or the, the O-line coach. Wait, you went Cardinals, Rams, Saints, Yep. Right? And then And then I went for a tryout with Cincinnati when I was on the streets, as they say. And um, the, the O-line coach was like, damn, you're healthier now than you were at the Combine. And I was like, yeah, because your doctor fucked up my, my Did you MRI. say that? Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. I knew Paul. He was my senior bowl coach. Paul Alexander, awesome guy. So yeah, and that's how you talk in that world, dude. Have you, do you Tom Segura? You like him, right? Love him. Was he was he the? Uh, oh yeah, that, yeah. I love Tom Segura. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he his buddy gets like kind of like tunnel access. Okay. For like lifelong Bengals fan. Okay. And has a ball mm-hmm. and hands it to. Icky um, Woods strip club dude. Uh, Strip club, yeah, dude. fucking make Pac Man. Yes, loved him. And th- this is he had a, good antics. A home, maybe playoff okay. loss. Ooh, and he's standing there and asking all these people and like, fuck off, yeah. you know. And he and then he goes up to Pac Man Joe after multiple no's. The fuck you say? He's like, uh huh. My dad is a really big fan. And he fucking signs. He goes, tell that motherfucker I appreciate him. <laughs> That's awesome. I loved him. <laughs> Oh my God, I loved him. man. Um, so uh, we've had, I, I shouldn't speak for you, but I've had so many, like, I mean, you want to talk like medicine, like really fun, fun, authentic laughs with you mm-hmm. over the last, and they've been kind of just here and there. Yeah. But um, I, every time, you know, I, I always have a ball and we're on the phone. And then mm-hmm. at some point after, whether it's the next day or a couple hours, I always just feel really grateful um, because we didn't like, you know, we weren't childhood friends. No. We didn't like hang out a bunch while we were no. working together, but somehow we can fucking chew the fat on yeah. the phone. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Right? It's like and a weird like connection. the dumbest fucking things, um, like, you know, the, the, the well of making jokes about prospecting is endless. <laughs> Oh, the weekday basement. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Lifting weights. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and of course, bank and coffee drive-throughs. Oh my god. I still to this day. <laughs> so Blair, if you're, if you're listening, Blair, 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 and I are talking on the phone for like 30 minutes one time, and I had to make these deposits for my wife at like these banks because she's like multiple banks. She's a like the Mother's Club treasurer, the City of Lake Quivira treasurer, the PTA treasurer. And she's all these different banks to keep them organized, right? And Blair, Blair went on the run with me in the car, Bluetooth, bank stop, and a coffee stop to boot. I mean, it was like every twelve minutes there was a, yeah. a lady speaking into a microphone into your car. I was like, "What is happening?" I was like, "I was like, Blair, you don't have multiple accounts, buddy." <laughs> yeah, no, no. I in fact, the one I have, they're trying to take it they're away right. from me. Like, what are you doing? Like, no, I want that. But yeah. Oh man, collecting checks. Yeah, uh, man. There was one. I mean, I I feel like it was. One time we were like, uh, maybe, I, maybe I was covering you or salty. Yeah. And you were like, oh, oh, by the way, 
can you just and i was like yeah whatever just you know email me or give me the deets and then i was like oh my god i gotta drive all over writing a check you gotta collect checks man. and then there was a time after that and we were on the phone and you had that on your to-do list for the day yeah and you're like yo could you help me out i was like <laughs> Not off. and you were i was like i gotta go and you're like no 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 no. just maybe independence i was like are you out of your fucking mind like i'm not collecting anything for you God. yeah um, that was funny and then and then back in the day at cisco we had like a like they issued us a laptop a jetpack and a a check scanner a fucking dude, check it, scanner it used to sit right there i threw that fucker away when i <laughs> when i left i know I was like, yeah. um so as misery when it's like the bank closed at four o'clock on Friday and it's like three fifty and you're trying to run checks and the thing ain't failing and the thing ain't working and the struggle is real because you're like you gotta and you gotta convince Debbie Dalton the oh, struggle is real. <laughs> I loved her. We were good. We were good. Baby, I'm in the drive-through line. Please take them off. Stop. <laughs> um. So they decided uh, that too many people for uh-huh. whatever reason were going over with the jetpacks i think this is a theory i don't have any evidence but so they decided to you know and i guess however times however many employees yeah that's a lot yeah so So they decided to do away with them and say you're all getting uh cell phones everyone everyone and you could choose like it was the brand new iphone or the brand new android what you know and it was like and everybody was like well what about connect and they're like a, a hot spot it'll it'll be fine oh bro point being uh when the, epic fail are you trying what, to transmit an order through flipping hot spot on your cell phone well but i mean now it's an app true the the platform yeah, web, yeah. um but i mean like that you kept getting you know in three weeks you're things no you know down to like tomorrow but i was still for every use because it was solid and you could just, you know, they didn't want you to do this, but you could close your laptop and drive to the next place and open up and it would connect again most of the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so when they finally got decommissioned, you know, of course, I'm like in the middle of my day and I'm like, oh, I got to learn how to not have this now on the fall. And it was like a huge nightmare. And then like at the end of the week, they were like, and this COVID has hit now. And they're like, uh, Everybody needs to. <laughs> Everybody needs to go to the fucking post office and ship their jetpack back to the Opco. <laughs> Mine's still in the dead. Come pry it from my cold dead hands. <laughs> oh my so yeah. God. So and if you're not, if you're not aware, we're talking about Cisco Foods. We had a little jetpack. It was about the size of a like credit card, and a hockey puck. Hockey puck. Yeah, like rec- a rectangular. Puck. Yeah, rectangular hockey puck, and it, it was your your lifeline. Because uh, you know, had like connect connect to Wi Fi, but now everyone's got Wi Fi though, right? No, still no, no, no. Restaurants don't have Wi Fi. Some, some, yeah. Well, if you're in the dungeon of like a like a I'm like talking a, a hotel, straight up a hotel. No, not kitchen. Just places. Then they they have That's it true. for their credit card processing, but That's they ain't true. giving it to your ass. I respect that, right? Because it's like I just for like three minutes i'm not gonna steal you know <laughs> what do you think i'm gonna do yeah you guys in, in business yeah get on your facebook page and be like <laughs> 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 um but uh, <laughs> uh we have our first abernathy reference <laughs> uh i showed him the thumbnail of the hess and he's like oh my god really and i was like yeah and i go i go you came up in the episode and he goes how 
And I go, Hess was talking about how amazing the Eagles concert was. And I said, was Abernathy there? <laughs> probably. <laughs> he goes, I probably was. And I was like, okay, all right. That's enough. Yeah. Um, uh, I love him. Incognito vacay trips. <laughs> That's the best. Steve Abernathy, if you're listening to this. <sighs> the you know he will. He's a, I love he's him. President of the Nick Nick Lucky fan love club. Him. I love him. He yeah, I called him up a couple or a year or two ago or a year. He's like, "Hey, you still selling pee pee scopes?" <laughs> I was like, "Don't you minimize my job?" We, Only like he can though, we, right? We call it green laser cocks, <laughs> <laughs> dick laser. No, I do, I do disposable scopes now. You have a new gig. I have a new gig. Yeah, and... some with Ambu. So disposable GI scopes. So we have like a duodeno scope and a gastroscope. So so far, really cool. I, I love it. So okay. far. I ju- literally just started. Right. I literally just started. Right. So it was like, okay. Um, but the, I suppose the thread that ties all of these elements yes. together is that you legit were born with the gift of zingers and one-liners. And uh, as somebody who, since 1985, 86, uh-huh. I've literally been watching stand-up that long. Okay. So I guess you were like three. <laughs> yeah, I, was. I forgot uh, you're like 10 years older than I me. Know, I know. I right. know. It's sad. Um <laughs> But, uh, so I've, I've always had a very large appreciation for solid comedy Yes, and I've always, you know, I don't know if the, how, how the things are married or if they are, but I've always really wanted, and I don't think I knew this for years. I've always really wanted to make other people laugh. Yes. So when I like meet somebody and, and kind of legit get to know them mm-hmm. and find out that they are funny to their core and crack me up yeah. all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's good job making that person. Cause you're tough to, you're, you're you tough. Always made me laugh. But you're tough. It, to... when it, except for when you step into your like tough guy suit and I'm going to, I never do beach. that shit. I, I mean, I, when do I do that? Well, I'll do it for fun. One time, one time I said something along the lines, like if I had a running start, I could totally take you down. And you, I think you called the attention of the nearest 45 people and were like, <laughs> check out Joey Bag of Donuts over here. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so uh, talk to me about what you're doing right now in terms of, generally speaking, I, we all, I feel, mm-hmm. are to some degree plagued with device screen time issue like Uh we we want to manage it i think for ourselves but then we also don't want our kids to be you know they see us on it a lot and so they think it's normal but you want to be like no 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 yeah how talk to me about screen time for you and then as a part of a member of your family too i have i have like made it a point like i read a lot of books i listen to a lot of audio books when i'm driving from the library of course and I've been reading a lot of books on technology and especially like surveillance capitalism. So, which for the dumb in the room means so like think they're Google. listening. No, they're, no, you're, I mean, they're I mean, of course it's always on. Right. That's that's goes Surve- look, look at the ever, ever Snowden. So essentially, yeah. what, what's going on is is Google has has essentially given us a free product, and but their search engine. Yeah, 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 and email and everything else, Apple Maps. Everything. Yeah. Everything. They know everything about you. Everything. So what they're doing is that they're essentially, but we're not the the target audience for them. Google makes money by selling ads to third parties based off of your search history, your browser history, what you like, what you, and then Facebook does it through Instagram and Facebook. And then they sell our data 
to, to companies and they say, oh yeah, you're a, you're a, a music, you like music. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you're going to get stuff targeted you that way. And so we are essentially the, these vessels that, that they're just harvesting our data and selling it. Okay. So, it's so, like, so, so I've been, I've been active about limiting my screen time. Cause I find myself just like, if I'm waiting around in a hospital or waiting around somewhere, just getting on Twitter, getting Instagram and just doom scrolling. And it's like, this is no, I've just killed like 20 minutes of my life. And it's like, I've wasted it. This is so, so. So yeah, so I try to. I'll do like, you know, let's say I get to the hospital and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't been on Instagram, you know, in today or mm-hmm. four hours. So I, I'll open it and I'll scroll until I find myself feeling mindless mm-hmm. and then I'll close it. And the next thing I do is, you know, kind of quietly in the background, ask myself, what am I going to open next? So I'll go to, I'll go to Twitter and I'll be like, Jesus. And then I'll be like, I haven't checked my dummy email account because it's where like for shipping shit, you know, Mm -hmm. I have an email for whatever. And, and after I open my third or fourth thing, I'm like, Oh my God, like put it away. And I will. And it, it, how long it stays put away is dependent upon many things, but it's, it's a, you know, the bathroom, Every time I go sit down on the toilet, I've got it with me. Right, I do too, bro. And I'm sorry right now if you're watching no, you're this. I'm buying art. Oh, you, right I now. forgot about that. That yes. was what your alarm was for. Yes. Uh, is it going to happen? Are you competing with people? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 447-547. Yes. What is the platform you're on? Um, the internet. <laughs> www.nicklecky.com backslash one liners. Yes. All right. Okay. No, really. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. You got it? We got it. I want to. I'll show you. It's art. It's like a print. No, I know, but I want to maybe show an image of it when the episode drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll send you the the link. The picture you showed me was from Instagram. Yeah, that's that's where he pubs it. But how do you make the purchase? Uh, Go to his website. Okay. I don't want to tell anybody. I don't no, to no, I, I'm not trying to get. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't care. I got it. Sweet. Okay. Nicholas, order complete. All right. So, do your kids have? Our kids are basically so, the same yeah, yeah. age. Do they have phones? So, no. Uh, my son has like a watch because he goes to his friend's sure, house, right? Sure. But it's like, man, technology, dude. They're gonna have the rest of our lives to look at a screen, and it's like, if we have to come up with fucking blue glasses to because we on the screen so much. I, I, I took the kids to Virginia. Uh, in July to stay with a buddy mm-hmm. uh, that I grew up with around here. He has two two daughters and they have the older has a pair and yeah. to do her homework, yeah. you know, and she puts them on and she, I'm like, fuck, should my kids have that? No. You, you know, I've heard from ophthalmologists or eye, eye doctors that it doesn't. Okay. But some people swear it does. Sure. So it's like chiropractors. It didn't work for me. It works for my mom and new guys on my teams who would swear by their chiropractors. Yeah. Yeah. So it works for some people, works for doesn't. Um, so I, you know, a more professional podcast host would know the answer to this, yes. but uh, will you please walk me through your history of podcasting, which I think is kind of somewhat recent here in the yeah. last, because you were doing a thing and then that changed. Mm-hmm. And was there something before that? So uh, when I came and this is funny too, because I'm like, like when I tell my buddies back home, this probably audio probably just got way better. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. No, I I'm sorry. I can, excuse me, big burp. And, and so I came out here in 2012 
Okay. And I moved from from Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And oh, wait a second. So your agent was like, you dropped, and then you oh, did you so, was it a surprise when yeah. they when the Cardinals drafted you? Um, Were yeah. you like fuck or just happy to be drafted? Um, I was upset that I di- I didn't go in the third round. So my whole draft team didn't sucked. matter. It was where when you were gonna go. Yeah, because you're slotted numbers wise to for everything. So, okay, yeah, so, so it's like, kind of a par- parallel to Rogers. Did did that happen to him? Did he? I mean, but on a different level because he went from like a first round for a first pick to a late first rounder. But I mean, when that draft was happening. They just kept panning, and he was... Yeah, well, you don't, don't go to the draft unless you're, like, the number one guy. Anyway. Uh, like ben Roethlisberger. So, drafted by Arizona, went to St. Louis, New Orleans, mm-hmm. where you Super got yourself old. a ring, yep. and then you wind up back in Arizona. Well, we had lived there. We had a house there. We... My wife and I. You were married? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was what? married. I was dating her the whole time. Like, I, I think I spent, like, three months being single, and I was like, fuck this. This is crazy. These these women are crazy, absolutely crazy. I can't trust anybody. Oh, meaning they're they they they're not necessarily looking for love. They're looking for things to better themselves. Correct. Ugh. They're looking for a quick come up. And we'd be at the clubs, and and they would you know they would see that, and they would be like, oh, what's up? And would, I, you, would you guys ever like, hey, you know my boy Nick to p- try to pawn somebody off on somebody else? Or um, I would. They would be like, what do you do? And I'd be like, I work construction. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to your friend over there. I, I think sell green beans, baby. Exactly right. Exactly. I, I sell I'll, cutlery. I'll hook kits. you up with P3. <laughs> I sell cutlery kits, right? Exactly. You That's look like a salt and pepper and a spoon kind of girl. That's the fancy cutlery kit. Oh my kit. god, the cutlery kit with the S and P. All right, so, so you're done, but you're back in Arizona. Yeah, and you come up here in 2012. So came up here in 2011. 2011. We had a kid. He's about eight months old. It was August, and and we didn't have any desire to move, but. You know, it was nice in our neighborhood. There was a lot of homes for, on the market. Wait, you're already living here? No, huh? I'm living in Phoenix by just visiting a friend in Kansas City. With your kid? Yeah. Okay, okay. With, yeah. And um, they're like, let's go look at houses. I'm like, we don't need a house, but well, let's go. Saw a house, our house, loved it. And You saw one house and that's where no, you we still saw, we saw like 10 houses. Okay. But we saw this house and it was like, I remember telling my wife, I was like, listen, we don't have to move, but 10 years from now, which is probably like right now. This year, 2022. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or 2011, so last year. I was like, we're going to be wishing we bought this house. So we made a lowball bid, got it, did some negotiating. Bank of America came back. It was a short sale. I was like, oh, we need some more. And my wife was like, yes. And my wife was like, no. Well, we, we need some more. More money. They're like, no, we need more. And my wife was like, no, you can get no. And she's like, we'll give you 5000 more. And she, I, was, oh, I was like, I we're going to lose I this. See. I was like, we're going to lose this. She goes, no. And we got it. But did you own a home in Phoenix? Yep. And then, well, we were like, we'll figure out selling that after. Yeah. Well, we rented it out for a little bit, and then that, it's just annoying having oh, renters when yeah, you're out of geez. state. Oh my god! I can't. So probably in state is probably annoying, annoying too. Yeah, for real. But yeah, so I was like, oh, whatever. Sold it. Like sold it three years later, and then yeah. But I love Kansas City. It's okay. a cool. It's a cool ass town, man. It is. I love it. It is. Here. It's not so much personality. Um. So all right. So but the back to the podcast yeah thing. you're like oh, yeah. this is a funny story too so i never i was never into sports radio i'm not into podcasts at all <laughs> i'm totally hansel no i mean but you know who's the president of your fan club would tune in whenever you're on the tv and yes. text you while yes. you're on air yes <laughs> and then um but i was never but but i enjoyed doing them 
right? So radio spots. Yeah, like okay. I started doing radio. I met Stephen St. John through a friend. Right. Did stuff with eight ten. Did some stuff with six ten. Um, but I was more eight ten. Like that they more called me more and stuff. Yeah. So uh, I I love doing. It. I love giving my opinion. And and I like uh, I'm very fairly even keeled with my opinions, and, and I don't try your to do spots hot takes. are like 30, 60, maybe? thirty or sixty. Thirty and, call in, sixty if I'm in studio. And did you feel inclined to like brush up before each time, or did you just roll in there like I pretty much know what's up? Yeah, well, I watched like Chiefs and K State games religiously, take notes. Uh, we'll watch them again after. But in your heart, aren't you Cowboys? No, no, no I'm not. I'm actually football agnostic. Okay. All so right. I don't. I, I. I. Growing up in Dallas, I think it's. If you look at this like stuff, it's like it's all stuff that that you you did as a kid, right? So I never hunted with my dad as a kid, so I don't hunt now, and I didn't didn't like the Cowboys as a kid, so I don't now. Good. So I just I root for the Chiefs because all my buddies here root sure. for them, and it makes everyone happy. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, hey, who's your favorite football team? I'm like, I don't have one. Okay. But it'd be but, the Chiefs. But you're religiously Dallas. watching Wildcats yeah. and Chiefs games. Yeah. So I bleed purple. I, I literally that bleed purple. Body of information is enough for you to just yeah roll like, up. I'll take notes and then we'll have information. I'll share facts during the game. Share. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like watching a game. I don't watch games at my house because I can't go to sports bars. There's a lot of fucking dipshits in the world. I just want to just get put a like lethal weapon. Just put a plastic bag on face. Right. Just like <laughs> you're not worried. I don't want to do that. Oh man, in the middle 2000s when the Chiefs started having the occasional postseason appearance, uh, I learned very quickly that my, because I used to be angry till Wednesday after a loss. Wow. Dude, no joke. And then Thursday, you're kind of feeling the fresh right. kickoff around the yeah. corner. And, but I mean, there's a lot of years of suffering. And then, and then I, you know, I'm like kind of finishing grad school. I'm engaged, and I, I remember going thinking, like I, I, I don't think I could have put words to it until after the experience, mm -hmm. but just feeling anxious, like I shouldn't be going to right. a Buffalo Wild or wherever the hell, you know. And then immediately being like, oh, because my anger and frustration is too much for me to handle, and now there's like 130 people around yes. me, and it. Like, yes, I can't. I mean, oh, dude. Anyway. I mean, it, it's like you, if, if you go to a, like a restaurant and you can see the kitchen and you see the setup, I'm sure you kind of cringe a little bit nah. on some poor ones. No, nah. no, man. I mean, I mean, people are always like, Oh, trying to, if they're feeding me and I, I always say food on a plate prepared by someone else. Yeah. Yes. Is, and now I don't have to clean the shit up too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I agree. I don't know if I did, dude. You're feeding me. Yeah, thank you. Like, that's all I need. Yeah, and I didn't have to do shit. Yeah, I've been chilling. Um. Anyway, uh. So you you always watch at home, take notes, and yeah. no, and you know that kind of like they're not going to be asking you shit about the cornerback from Seattle, how he has well, turf toe, and no, because well, it's I, local I, shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And plus sometimes where if I don't know the answer, if I don't know, I'll just, I'll answer a different question. Okay. Right. So some 610, but mostly 810. Yeah. And then when did you first? So BJ Kissel. Yes. Um, he, he invited me in. So the chiefs wanted to start a podcast, podcast network. Yeah. And um, we did inside the trenches. Yeah. The chiefs. And that was a lot of fun. They had a studio there at the, uh, at the practice center. And so uh -huh. we go in there they buzz me in. 
and we do do the podcast from that thing and it was fun we enjoyed it you know had a what year is this the first time well, I think I would say first of all, it started like I would do pregame with uh, Saran Petro and Curtis Siebold. Okay. Uh, the Jovan Belcher year. So my buddy Ryan was on the team, Ryan Lilja and the yeah. Jovan Belcher. So I've been doing Chief stuff since then. Right. Since 2012. But, but first podcast with BJ. What year was that? Uh, f- I think Super Bowl year. We started that podcast Super Bowl year. Okay. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. And he, do you remember who he, because there, I feel like there was somebody in his position I don't before know. him. I don't oh, before but, him. but he was like, yeah, like, you know, social sideline reporter. Well, social media, and, social yeah. media, but it was like kind of all encompassing mm-hmm. because now, now it's such a big thing that there's multiple, but I feel like he was around forever. And then he, he took a job like with the Colts or in Indianapolis mm-hmm. doing anyway. Then, and, and now I think I could be wrong, but yeah. I think, BJ has that. So Super Bowl year, you do inside the trenches. Yeah, like, did you do preseason too? No, I tried to limit much preseason. I don't yeah. like. I don't like this time of year because it's all speculation right now. Right. Uh, I the the podcast I like that the timing is the one after the draft, and then the one before the first game. Okay. And then and every, then and then, and then every and after. then my sweet spot is when after a game when I come in break down stuff. Here's my take. Here's my view. And then do it that after games. So I don't like to project. I don't like to predict. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, no. Here's what happened. Here's so what happened. so that lasted more than one season. Yeah, a couple seasons. And you, and then you could he just, did his own thing. You could just come in. You don't have. You're not responsible for anything. You just no, sit down and sit down. Then somebody I, else I have to take my notes. Take yeah, my yeah, notes. Yeah. Bring my information. Yeah. Make sure I do my research. Everything like that. And then put it all together. And then have some topics. We discuss topics and everything like that. So then he went and did his own thing. Yeah, after. he started KC Sports Network. Okay. Really cool. Uh, I'll plug that. You know, there you KC go. Sports yeah. Network. You know, you can uh, subscribe to their subs, Substacks. And they, they their do what? Substacks. So oh, they do articles that's and long stuff form. Like that. Uh-huh, long yeah. form. They have articles, videos, and all types of different stuff. And okay. The guys, there are some other guys who are like love the 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 draft. Like, uh, I think it's like Craig Stout uh, and Barley Hops and some other guys. And they they do some kick ass work. There's a like if human, you're really into that. There's a human being named Barley. Hops. No, it's his Twitter. It's his Twitter. Oh, okay. It's his Twitter account. So yeah, it's like nice move, mom and yeah, dad. Yeah, Craig and Matt and and those guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they do a kick ass job. Tucker, BJ, yeah, and then so, Jeff Allen, Mike Devito. So they do a great job. So it's a really cool network, and he's so, looking to do it for every sport in town. Oh wow. Yeah, and so I'm trying to figure out a way to do a, a, a another K State one. Okay. With so him. he would be kind of over and then uh-huh. finding people yeah. to do the different. Yeah, exactly. right on. So yeah, it's, it's a good setup. That's it's cool. Great. And then ever, but ever since he left that, you haven't been doing no p- nothing with the Chiefs. It was all with him, and then so I do it with him at KC Sports. Now. But have you been on other podcasts? Um, yeah, I've done some like like K State podcasts. Okay, do you have um, to do those from Manhattan or no? I do well Zoom. Right, so I do them through Zoom or through Skype. So yeah. kind of sucks. But we're getting back into it. Where I did one today with BJ uh, and Tucker uh, at the Kingdom Bar and Grill. So we did a live. Where's from, that? It's in uh, Overland Park. Okay, it's a pretty really cool bar, actually. Where how how many guests? Uh, we, there were just three of us, and we just did it. No, I know, but patrons. Oh no, no, no patrons. No, it was we did it like at off hour. So you had nobody so, coming yeah. up, and well, no background noise. Yeah, exactly. Right? So no one talking, everything like that, so you can focus. I like okay. that a lot. But yeah, uh, podcast is fun. I, I enjoy long form. I, I think there are certain times where Twitter can't do it justice, and it can talk it through. What do you so, mean? Like where radio, like there's some stuff I could explain on the radio that I couldn't express on Twitter. 
Okay. Right. So in Twitter, you know, you got to know like what's relevant, what's not. Because I do so many during a game where I'm like, no, nah, that's crap. I'm going to delete that. And Like you'll draft tweets and then be like, I don't like it. Delete it. Adios. It's out. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to post just a post. Like I'm not What are, do you want to mention your handles or? Sure. Uh, at Mr. Lecky on Twitter. Okay. And if you really want to find me, come find my Instagram. So it's not hard <laughs> at all. Uh, do yeah, you? I enjoy it. So Twitter, it's weird. I've sort of segmented like 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 Instagram is like more like personal, I guess, but it's not sure. locked. Yeah. I don't have nuclear codes. Right. And I, if you want to come creep, come creep. You know, I do it. <laughs> well, that's where I was getting ready to go is uh, do you find on either platform that you get the occasional scumbag or hater? No, or... not real. I don't feel like I'm the type of person to dunk on somebody on social media because I, I think I understand, you know, reading that surveillance capitalism book and all these other books that people are going through it and you never know what someone's going through. No, I know. But I know? mean, do you ever find somebody that, like you'll post, a, I don't know, a picture of a Something. car that you yeah. bought and somebody's like fucking whatever. No, no, I, I don't, that's cool. I don't get a lot of haters, <clears throat> which means I'm not big enough. I'm not big time <laughs> enough yet. Right. I know I'll be big time when I get haters. Okay, that's, I, that's what, not a goal you're striving for, no, is it? Okay, no. I, I, I'm, I'm very happy. Hey, hater free sounds. It's nice. I'm very happy with my organic growth on Twitter. Uh, I'm not trying to blow it up. I'm not trying to get to a billion followers and all that stuff. I right. don't care about my follower. Account. Yesterday, it seemed like all anybody wanted to talk about was Elon Musk buying Twitter, and I was like, I don't understand why I should care about this. Yeah, it's not going to affect my life. Like uh, it's, I mean, it's interesting, but he's an interesting yeah. guy and he's, yeah. he's had PayPal money forever, you know? So PayPal money. Yeah. That was his baby too. Yeah, bro. Oh man. You forget, people forget that he was PayPal, I, bro. I PayPal mean, PayPal mafia. Okay. Yeah. Look, but, look it, but did he sell it or? Yeah, okay. Yeah. He made a couple billion off so, PayPal. Really? Yeah. And he bro. bought Twitter for 44 billion. Mm -hmm. So I, I look at facebook instagram twitter mm -hmm. i don't have a facebook account by the way good ever i'm i can't believe I have, every, I have instagram though. every day that i wake up i'm like why have you not d deleted it and it's sometimes I'll, it seems like a fun place to be though. well it used to be uh -huh. for a long time no it's still fun now to creep on who's crazy yeah i know but there's it's it used to be just people that you knew yeah and now just to find a real person's post you're like it's so much Oh, because you like this, then you might like this or an ad, you know, each layers. Anyway, um, uh, so Twitter, I, I see Instagram and obviously I'm aware that there are uh, influencers and models that are probably generating some kind of revenue. Yeah. I can kind of see Facebook, how the revenue or the income could be a reality. But then I look at Twitter and I go, I don't understand how this thing makes, I mean, obviously there's ads, yeah, but it seems like the smallest and $44 billion is not a handful of change uh, I mean, to me. Uh, and like, I would assume that he has people that have done all the work to say someday this will be a profitable acquisition for you. Someday. Well, I think long term, look at long term. I remember when when Facebook bought Instagram mm -hmm. a couple years ago mm -hmm. for a billion. And people were like, what? Like, that's the dumbest. Is that the one ever. with the photos? Yeah. And exactly. now, now it's dwarfing Correct. Instagram. I mean, Correct. Correct. So 44 billion now feels like top of the market. But at the same time, you look at like Twitter. Like Twitter is used, and Elon does it a lot, for stock manipulation. What? Like, yeah, he'll do the stuff where I'm going to take Tesla private. 
and then it like the shares go up. And that's you. It's okay. Oh, he's to- under an investigation by the SEC. But people do that. I mean, that's how they organize the, um, like the AMC, the GameStop, all that stuff on Robinhood app is through Twitter and through Reddit. So they organize. You fuck around with Reddit? Tr- no, I. <laughs> Listen, I don't need another black hole Dude, in my right, life. Right. I, I, it's I, awesome. Every once in a while, it's awesome. Pe- people will be like, "Get rid of them all and just read it." And Correct. I'm like, I don't, yes, I don't you should. Know. Yes, you should. Because there are so many like they're, they're fun. And me, I like YouTube, but I like YouTube for the comments. Okay. Like I, I am like you. Just call me comment section. Okay. Because I love the comment okay. section because that's real comedy right there. And you know, right. if it gets hearted or it gets liked, sure. and it gets up to the top, then you see it. And I just I can hundred percent relate to. To that sort of comedy where it's comments like that. It just cracks me up. Man. Because um, people are spot on sometimes. So you have uh, a different um, personality, for lack of a better word, on Twitter versus Instagram. Yeah. What I'm presenting to the world is different. Okay. I think I know. I know. It's a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to say out loud. But I think I know what people want on Twitter. I think that's totally right? normal. And then also at the same time. I've almost done it to where this is what I like as well to do here. And um, I think one of those that I've become lately is I like supporting like my local restaurants. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like anything, anytime you see me food, it's all real. Like I'm right. there eating it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I always like post after I leave though. Right. <laughs> Not that anyone would show up. We know we would show up. Like, okay, great. But it would be Why super not? weird if they did. It really like, would be. Oh, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, delete, exactly. delete. I know. So yeah, so I'm aware of what I'm doing. So um, primary sources of entertainment these days, besides eating out and supporting local restaurants, what do you? What's fun for you? Uh, I just like drinking with my people. Okay, you know, like so any my, my friends, um, I just like that. So wh- wherever that might be, um, I like doing that. And I'm usually you, at houses. You have uh, so you've you've lived all these places and you've had a couple kind of different. Uh, flavors of career Mm -hmm. and then you kind of wound up living in a random place compared to where you've been but you've got a bunch a bunch of people that you love and hang out with like was how how did those relationships come to be uh just through k-state okay and uh one of my good buddies is ryan loja up here oh yeah he lives okay uh okay um and so i've met a lot of people through him and neighborhood and then just Various events, uh, like I get this ALS golf tournament coming up, and I met some really cool Did people. you put in for the day off? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to transmit orders while I'm there and get yelled at by Steve. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'll do that. And, um, yeah, so that's how I meet people. Cool. But, um, music, movies, books? Uh, like, books. You... I'm reading a lot of technology books right now. I mean, and so, it's not dry? Oh, my God, I love it. Or audio? I love it. No, it's it's pages books. yeah because i'm not driving that much right now okay so um, i'm just starting my new job so i'll start driving again page turners uh I, to me about technology to me dude that's wild I, I and to me like when it's like i just read this book called the physics of finance and it and it discussed like fractal oh, geometry and and how predictive algorithms right and i love that shit my brain does not work that way <laughs> at all see but i mean what are you reading right now what, what book are you read uh reading? subtle art of not giving a fuck okay i thought you were already there well, but I'm against any book that says that, by the way. Well, because I feel like that could have been my book. Tom Segura for a second uh-huh. had a, they've got a bunch of different podcasts, but he had one called Tom talks okay. or Tom 
like, yeah, kind of like TED Talks, but Tom Talks. But one like first episode mm-hmm. was Tony Gonzalez. Oh wow! Um, and then he's had T- Talib Kweli, uh, the Shark Tank dude. Yeah, he only did like ten. But then I think he's too busy to right. be doing that one because he's also doing one in Spanish. And then he does two others, plus he's, his tour. Anyway, uh, he had the author of that book on. Um, and he wrote that book, and he wrote another book with a similar title. And then he like Big wrote sales. this, like accidentally kind of sort of became the best seller in the world of dating. At, for men that are kind of like young to middle-aged adults and and th- that didn't sell me but what did sell me was him talking about how it's really just about being true mm-hmm. and not like you know wearing a, a bullshit cap or presenting yourself as you know and he talked a lot about uh how this like what like hard ass nice fast car driving treat chicks like shit like rose like that kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. rose to like the apex of the male right and it, and it's so it's such a load of bullshit because like no nobody that genuinely acts like that and treats people that way has like quality relationships That's so, true. so you have to skinny it back strip all that away and just get down so i was like oh that's interesting so i bought his first book just to kind of but i mean i'm i'm you bought it. You didn't rent it from the library. No, no. I, so you want to support them. Oh, you like to collect books. Yeah. There, there's Show a meme. There's shows. a meme that uh, uh, books I already own that I've never read. When they see me buying new books, and the books like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. See, I don't do that though. I, I, I we we're in Colorado, and I bought two books, um, which I don't buy books, but I bought these two books. I'm like, I wanted to support this local bookstore there, and uh, I wanted to read these books. Yeah. So most of mine, I mean, in recent years, um, you know, I buy from Amazon, but every, the couple of towns I lived in in Colorado, that was, uh, you know, music store with my money and the local bookstore with my yeah. money. And I loved it. I yes. miss it. I don't do it anymore. Cause, well, I know because we're so busy, right? Well, uh, you know, you know what I'm really, really struggling with these What's days? That? Driving. And. Also. Like, well, so all of a sudden we get kind of put into this and I'm just now fleshing this out for the first time. So it's going to sound terrible, but we get put into this sort of vacuum for Mm -hmm. 18 months to two years with COVID where you're not out. Mm -mm. And so now when you go out, like, you know, I got to go for forever. I was still just driving to PetSmart to buy dog food. And one day I was like, oh, it's also on Amazon. Boop, boop. (laughs) But stuff like work, you know, taking the kids to their stuff. Mm -hmm. I just feel like nobody has a sense of urgency and nobody's nobody's paying attention. And I just feel like there's just so many shitty drivers out there that I've constantly like, what are you doing? Go, you know. Yeah. And and I'm aware of that, which is troublesome. Uh, And then you get to your destination point and it feels like there's a bunch of idiots wherever that is. You know what I mean? So like outings anymore, unless it's like, you know, the kids and I are going uh-huh. to this cause surefire going to be fun. Uh-huh. And any little bumps in the road along the way are just going to bounce right off. Cause when we get there, Casey Musgraves, yeah. you know, uh, or something doesn't have to be to that level. But, um, so yeah, I just, 
you know, that's interesting. A- anymore, Amazon. I, I think to me, um, I think I was like that for March and April of the pandemic. But once like hospital started opening back up for us, I was out. I think June. I was out in June, like of twenty twenty one. June of twenty. Back in hospitals. That feels dangerous and too soon, but. Wearing here you, masks here you in are. hospitals, yeah. you know, wearing yeah. masks and clean environments and not really COVID wards or anything like that. So I, I was normalized. So I was out of my shell quickly and then driving a lot. So, yeah. So, um, so like I said, man, uh, when I first made my list mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, these, a few people, most people I'm probably just going to text. Right. A couple I'll, I'll get on the horn with. You nice. were one of those. Thank you. Uh, or maybe we might have texted initially, but we definitely talked about it once or twice. And there was a, an exchange that was like, um, uh, I, I think I said, I'll pencil you in. And you're like, fucking Pen- sharpie, sh- me sharpie, yeah, sharpie, sharpie me in. Sharpie me in. Yeah. Um, but so uh, getting, getting the space ready, getting all the gear, learning how to do it. Like those are like, sort of visible visible potential challenges and hurdles to overcome what wasn't was uh getting people to say yes yeah and like people start a lot of people have said no and i'm like what what why and they 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 either don't i think don't want to hear the sound of their voice or see their face Mm -hmm. or they think that it's really hard to get people past this hey i'm not this isn't the act I'm not gonna like I, yeah. quiz you. Like it's it's, like, do we're you talk. We're just gonna chat. Yeah. Like you, there's not. You can't show up and get it wrong. You can't. Um, no wrong answer. But um, so if you do get some, it's kind. It's kind of like courtship. Yeah. If you get somebody that's sort of dabbling in yes or maybe, and then you kind of take it to the next step with like, okay, so here's courtship. I mean, like you're in Downton Abbey. Take off my. <laughs> I'd Doc. like I'd like to call on your daughter, <laughs> Doctor Jameson. I do declare. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> um, but uh, so if you get somebody kind of you know yeah. into the pool, so to speak, and then okay, so I need you to tell me you know your whatever, and they're like, wait, what? It's like yeah. you know, don't you have like a favorite album or a handful of favorite? And yeah. I always say favorite. And then if if I get any bristling, say okay, if it's got to be two or three or five, that's totally fine. Right. And so let me think about it, and you know, weeks will go by. Oh my god! And, uh, if you don't know, it ain't your favorite. So, but there's also a portion of the people that uh, I made a joke once where it's like they've had that the answer to that question on their nightstand, just waiting for somebody to ask. And you were, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. You right? were, and then like pull it out. I mean, you you were like. Here oh they yeah, one hundred percent. And I was like, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah. I'm just trying to. I, I gave you the script for your show. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's the Nick Lucky we all know and love. I play. I played. I play into Blair's hand because Blair thinks I'm some fucking dumb NFL guy. So I play into it. <sighs> I'm insulted. Oh, it's so weird. Uh, dumb NFL guy. I, I had. I had like when you when you called me and told me about this show. I think I, I misinterpreted how you were doing because you were saying like favorite albums. Yeah. And, and and I was thinking, um, what albums were because I think favorite albums kind of like for me it varies. Sure. Like I don't like if you're saying favorite albums, it depends on my mood, and I could grab 
20, 30 different albums. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I feel like this. If it's yeah. nighttime, if it's party, if I'm drinking, if I'm on the lake, I'm with my buddies and with my kids and with whatever. I mean, I have like a theme song to everything I can do. Sure. Almost. But if you want to say like albums that changed my life, I could, that's one of those things like Nightstand. Like I remember like the day. That, that, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. So, Rick, we talked about this. And, and so, and I helped you. <laughs> so, no. So, okay. So if you're asking, right. Uh-huh. What's the album that that changed my life? Uh, or you, you know, I mean, there's definitely you you, t- you talk about that autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's say there's 496 albums in that shelf. Okay. Arrangement, yeah. whatever, and you love them all mm-hmm. equally. Yes. There's three or six or eleven that you've you go back to them because. Mm-hmm when you first fell in love with them, it was very profound yeah. and, and sort of served as the foundation for your love of music and the development of your love of music to get to you, to get you to a point where you're like, it's like 40. Cause I've got my lakeside, you know, collection of records and I've mm-hmm. got my hanging with the boys collection. Of rec- my wife and I share too. I mean, but at some point, you know, you got you had your first and your second wows. Right. Uh, so for me, I can, like, I, I grew up listening to music. I loved music. Yeah. So I, w- music in your, in your home as yeah. a kid? Uh, yeah. What like, were they? My what? mom would play like the doors and like the Rolling Stones. And love it. so I, I loved, I always loved the door. I mean, anytime it, it thunderstorms, I think of Riders on the Storm. Dude. And I'll, I, every time. I just heard that. Right. And, uh, well, and then in the movie, right. Where it's like, Hey man, we added a rain track to, to, to riders. I saw it in the theater. I haven't seen it since. It's a great movie. I need to go One back. One of Val Kilmer's best too. Yeah. He's up there. That yeah. Was really good. I like him better than the real Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> so when I picture Jim Morrison, I picture Val no, Kilmer, sure, Jim Morrison. Sure. <laughs> I do. Exactly. And, um, and so I, so I always love music and, you know, I remember going like from like the seventies when I started driving, uh, or like a rap, like my first CD I ever bought was Dr. Dre, the chronic okay, and in parental advisory. Sure. So I was in there, you know, I started out gangster rap and then nineties rap and then moved on from there and loved Biggie. I didn't like Tupac growing up and other side of the fence for me. Later. Man. Yeah. And, um, I listened to a lot of snowboard videos. So I have this weird influence where I lo- I watch snowboard videos. So, and, and good punk, right. like not like I love, uh, Blink 182 a lot. Okay. Like Blink 182, What's My Age Again, that whole CD. Okay. Uh, was was me junior year when I first got my car. That I listened to that CD nonstop. I wore that snowboarding. How did you? How did so that? So snowboarding, right? My cousin in Canada. Uh, you oh yeah. Know, you know, yeah. So yeah. He, he took me snowboarding when I was like in seventh grade, in like '96. Were you good like first time? I sucked. Oh, okay. It took me like three days, but I've been doing it since then, so I'm really good. You now. still ride? I love it. Yeah. You man. own your own? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you I'm fly about, with about it and shit. Yeah, I nice. do. Yeah, but I love it, man. I absolutely. Rest love it. of the family. Uh huh. They nobody they, skis. They got him into skiing. They all like. Oh, skiing. everybody's yep. everybody but you. I'm the skis. odd man out. Okay. Yep. And um, I remember. You don't really think that I've looked at you as a dumb football guy. No, I know when he first initially initially you you assumed football guy and you assumed all the trappings. I felt like it. When I when we first hit Cisco. But I didn't know the football thing until like way later that's a good point too i, mean, I, mean, I assume that too maybe uh, literally the it mm-hmm. seemed like an easy job for a former fat kid was how right like, like a, a chuckle like yeah, oh right. a sense of humor and then it was a while until you were in the that's true you that's know a good point too 
really was. I've never then. thought that. I respect that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we hashed that out. I did we? That. We just did. I know, but you still. I feel like you still. Yeah, I still will. He, play he used to. <laughs> <laughs> but I placated you. It's in my said. notes, man, yes. from 2014 <laughs> of September 3rd. But yeah, so so to me, um, like music is always just or the snowboarding part. I, I love it. It just it's so watching snowboard tapes with my cousin. They have all these like different punk, and I was like oh, yeah. old school punk, and I got into um, the Dead Kennedys, okay, and like Jello Biafra sure. as a lead singer, yeah, and and I loved everything Dead Kennedys, and then from there I got into uh, Decry, and Decry is is awesome. Uh, they have this. How album, do you spell that? Decry D E C R Y. Okay. So they have this fantastic album. It's like a like a it's complete decry, and it's like four four albums on one whatever, and it, it's got you know resurrection, falling, warlords, sorted girls, and I was like that that would be you know top five favorite album, there, and then from there I got into like I remember when BBC Sessions came out for Led Zeppelin. Oh, and so that was my first taste of Led Zeppelin. Wow. was this live BBC. Sessions. You were listening to snowboarding punk before you listened to Zeppelin. Yeah, and that then I got into Zeppelin. Okay, and then I got into Zeppelin. Um, and I was liked kind of. I never listened to the radio. I didn't like hits. And then with the Zeppelin, the BBC sessions, they have a twenty-six minute long version of Daisy Confused. Oh man, the studio version was already long. Oh my god! And I remember hearing it one time when I was driving, and it was like it just hit me, and I'm like, oh my god, we, yeah. And it was like, and I'm like, wow. So I'm like, okay, you can scratch the surface. And then I, and then like, I saw Jimi Hendrix was a thing, but I never liked Hendrix with band of, or I never liked Hendrix with experience. Oh, well, that was definitely a different animal. So I liked Hendrix with band of gypsies. Okay. So buddy, uh, Billy Cox, buddy Cox, buddy, buddy miles. Yeah. Billy Cox. (laughs) I don't know. You know better than I Yeah, do, exactly. Honestly. And it's a really soul. Like, I don't like rhythm and blues. Okay. But I like rock with rhythm and blues influence. Interesting. Right? So I um, like these variations. Remember that? I got to pee. Oh. Uh, okay. So did you remember where we were? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, it was after that. I got into like Hendrix. Yes, yes. Right? But I didn't like experience. And then to me, uh, I found live at the Fillmore East. And it's him with Band of Gypsies. And same thing, man. Double Disker and just a bunch of different tracks. And to me, I liked Machine Gun because my dad was in Vietnam. And he got you know done up by a machine gun. Um, injured. Obviously made it out. And, Whoa. Uh, but yeah, so Machine Gun was really impactful to bio me. Bio dad or stepdad? Uh, bio dad. My real dad. You, yeah. Who you still? Well, he passed away when I was 18 in 2000. I knew that. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're good. And then, so like that, I was like, I was like, wow. So, so here I am, like when I'm first getting into it, like I've realized that there's a whole nother world behind radio. Yeah. And like, I'm like, you don't need, like, there's so much out there. It's like exploring. You got to put on your Carol Jerwick and dumpster dive. There you go. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. I would, I'd be really curious to see if she, well, she actually did do that. There's pictures of her Mm -hmm. in the flipping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was, she was a go-getter. That's for sure. And to me, it's like, there's this world, right? Like, what did you like as a, as a youth? Like, me? Yeah. Well, um... Like, what were you into? Like, so what are these influences that shape you? My, my mom got a car in 81 mm-hmm. that just had AM. So we were 
Holy Holy shit, I can't even fathom. It was, it was, it was pure joy. I mean, I, to this, like, not anymore, like, shit starts to fade, Mm -hmm. but for, like, I had the whole body of oldies. Okay. Every song, like, I could first note, and then I know all the words. I hate oldies. Well. The only oldie song I like is Downtown. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, From there, I kind of looked for two seconds here and there and landed in classic rock okay and i stayed way too long like to this to this day like i've heard so many of those songs so many times that they it's upsetting yeah i could see to that. me like you have like a like a shell shock or like a post-traumatic yeah i mean like i loved um simple man by oh, by man. by Skinner before, oh, but way before it yeah. was like in commercials and movies and and the, and like I hear those you know the opening I'm like no, fucking no not not that I drive around listening to FM radio but right well you have so much I like I have like Sirius XM and yep. I have like Apple yep and it's like I'm uh, get I'm I'm gonna cut Sirius yeah um, I this, too this, I hear repeats a lot I don't but I I don't move off of fish radio really uh, unless the kids make a request but right. it, but really they're so into music now that it's That's apple it. it's just it, apple yeah, it's so nice it's, i it's, mean it's a good one. it's a really good one. um and you know so for like the website version of this it's got a monthly hosting fee uh and then if you want your stuff to be on spotify or itunes or anywhere else you can't just put them there. There's, you got to go through a thing that also has. Oh, they have an ecosystem. <clears throat> you had to pay to play. A monthly hosting fee, you know, and and then I'm I'm paying for Sirius that I never use, and, and I love it. I just yeah. don't use it. I get it. Uh, so if if I'm ever gonna make a conscious effort to get this thing above three subscribers and two total views, nice. uh, I need to just give that money right. to the anyway. Um, so, but uh, that carried me until junior, senior year of high school. Okay. And that's when I was introduced to fish. And that's, you know, not until col- not freshman year of college, you know, the dead uh, and all of the uh, people under that umbrella. Yeah. That, um, but but I, sh- I, I, I did have a very huge gangster rap and hip hop. I mean, I easy, do, did, easy does it was my first, oh, wow. and then straight out of Compton, two life crew, uh, huge, uh, too short fan. Uh, I mean, that dude <laughs> has finest. dude. I, I went into this dude's in in 2014 uh-huh. when the Winter Olympics were happening. Okay. I went, I paid money and went to this dude's studio and recorded a, a rap song with. Uh, in the ghetto by too short as the beat okay but i had i mean and that that song has like fucking nine verses so i mean i was like turning pages and shit wow and it was so it was brutal because i would fuck up or i sounded stupid i mean i had to do a bunch of it was just me and him he's awkward that's That's so awkward imagine doing that you're like just listening to it and you're like i'll do it again but from the top no god yeah and then of course you know it existed for a while until like the sound clouds and all that stuff caught up and they're like, Hey, that's, that's another dude's song. You can't yeah. do that. <laughs> like, you know, it's not how we do things. Here, Gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's, it's on, a, it's history. on a disc somewhere. <laughs> really good place for I that stay, to live. I still kept, I still kept all my burn disc. I have like oh, a, yeah. a Ziploc bag. Oh yeah. With all my burn disc, party mix, all that stuff, you know, get up mix, hype mix, 
drinking music, all that stuff. So you, well, I mean, that is a unconventional. Oh um, man, approach. It's, it's wild. And then your MTV stuff, right? Like, um, I didn't realize I loved Tool so much until a couple years ago. I got a buddy who says Tool is the greatest rock group of all time. Which I, I think he's not alone. It's yeah, it's a thing. Uh, I saw a meme today, yesterday, mm-hmm. and it said uh, uh, MTV turned 40 years old today. Thank you for 13 years of music videos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It's about right. That's so damn true. Yeah. It is. It really I don't even is, know man. what they broadcast. I haven't turned it on in so I'm long. Not. I'm assuming Jersey Shore reruns oh, in Real World Rules. Real, yeah, Road yeah, Rules. Yeah. Exact yeah. Challenges. Exactly. That's Season 29. Do. Oh, my God. I can't We've been around longer than Survivor. I used to want to be on Real World. Back when it was like a real thing. Like, I remember watching the San Francisco show because New York, I was young, LA was cool, or in San Francisco, I don't know how they went. But it's like San Francisco, they had like real jobs. Like, Pam was like a doctor. <laughs> um, what's the one dude was like a, a cartoonist. Okay. And then they had um, Pedro. Right? That, that, that name guy, sounds died familiar. Of AIDS, died of AIDS, right? He's that oh, guy, wow. Pedro's a moron. Yeah. Um, and then they had fucking Puck. Puck. Fucking Puck. The first, the first villain. The first right? blowhard. Yeah. Of all that category. Uh-huh. And then now they're all Pucks. And then they, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch like seven episodes of the new season to find out who's not the Puck. Right. Basically, right? Who's <laughs> oh, like the normal man. schmuck who wants to get on there and just not, not live on that, that reality show circuit? So, I mean, I feel like I don't remember if we were texting or if we were on the phone, but I feel like we were on the phone and I, said the question i proposed the question you're like uh oh easy uh corner shop hand cream for a generation <laughs> and uh yankee hotel foxtrot yeah. woco and i was like uh, i need to get a pen hold on wait. <laughs> i mean so you're in that camp of, yeah i mean you i know i know when my music like i remember the first time i got fucking just i was like what in the flying fuck is this like first time i heard Corner Shop, Hand Cream for Generation, and and Yankee Hotel Foxtrot was the same day. Nuh-uh. The same fucking day. So I subscribed to Spin Magazine in college. Oh, cool. So I would read the CD reviews. And I'd seen that, and I'd seen Corner Shop. So I went to... I was back home um, summer. So I had this like little two-week window where I get to go back to Grapevine from, from Manhattan, Kansas. Love him, by the way. Okay. Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, one of my favorite books. I couldn't make it through this one. Uh, I I stopped after the, the, all of them before, and the, I'm not saying that this one isn't good. Uh-huh. We're talking about Chuck Klosterman. Uh, this is called "But What If We're Wrong." I got oh my bookmark's still in halfway there. Halfway through, I got halfway through, and I, I was like, "Shut it down." No, no, no. I don't understand. Like like I said earlier, all the shit that you're is really uh-huh. tickling your fancy. Yeah, I can't comprehend yeah. shit like that. Uh, but he did, uh, as soon as I'm done with um, uh, Subtle Art Not Giving a Fuck, his new book I have in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which came out in February, and it's called The 90s. And it, oh, the, cover, the cover is just a picture of one of those clear phones with like the neon... You were, were you too young for those? I was too young for a clear phone. I, I got to show it to you. I, if you said like a red Nokia phone, I would know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, with yeah, whatever. But but so anyway, so I'm back home from college. I'm in Grapevine, mm-hmm. and I'm about to go. I'm about to go. To my buddy's. Uh, he's got like a boathouse on Grapevine Lake. So it's like literally, it's what it is. Is you store your boat in a shed, and it's got you can party on it. You can drink, and you got a thing you can jump off in the lake on the shore. 
And I'm like, all right, well, I got to buy these two CDs from Virgin Records. Yeah. Right? Well, that He wrote for Spin back yeah. in the day. That's how... Okay. What, what that yeah. connection was. I loved it. That's how I found out about Chuck Koshman. Such too. a good writer. Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, one of the greatest books. Dude, That's Fargo Rock book. City. Yeah. Do you know that one? I have not, no. Uh, All I read was that first one. Then I'm like, he got big and I'm a music snob. So I'm like, no, whatever. He's too big. I think it's Fargo Rock City where okay. the assignment is to drive to places where famous people either blew up or died. Okay. And he goes to Jim Morrison such a fucking good book and because he Check weaves like he's a very uh you know he comes across as dry and he's not he doesn't have a huge presence online social yeah. media but but he definitely comes across as kind of like serious and dry oh, yeah but he's got like you know 48 valves of tender emotional love okay. so he's always weaving like heartbreak and relationships into tales anyway he's good at that you're at uh, your grapevine. You're jumping off the boat. Yeah. So so I so I'm like okay. Spin I, magazine. So, so I I go to the Virgin Records to, oh, with the intent of buying Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Is I this one so of these like three story Virgin stores or is it no? Story? It was just a big 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 Texas okay. one. A lot lot of floor space. Right. And so I I get it. And next to it is Corner Shop Hand Cream for a Generation. Never heard of them. And you've heard of the song. There's another one on his first album, and it's uh, when I was born for the second time, seventh time, seventh time. And yeah. there's a, it's brimful of Asha. That's or something that's like that, his, I think. that's the biggest hit that they've had. I don't like it. Okay. So you can you can put on corner shop, and it goes like rock song electronic. Dude, it opens song, with like some killer fucking horns. He- heavy soup, heavy soup intro. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then and then from Heavy Soup it goes to staging the plaguing of the raised platform. Dude. Uh with kid vocals. Yeah. In the background. It's like beanie. Yeah. It's like it's got this it's this so surreal sonic scape. When I was born for the fourth time, ninety seven, uh-huh. has Allen Ginsberg on it. Okay. Oh wow. I love and I I see I see your Dharma bums. Yeah. Kerouac, Big yep, Sur. Yep, yep. Like, I read all those back in the day. Dude. Yeah, I love those books. Uh, Rolling Stone called it an essential recording of the 1990s. Wow, okay. When I was born for the seventh time. Yeah. So this is the follow-up to that. Yeah. It's just so much better. Uh, Noel, Noel Gallagher on uh-huh. guitar. You know who that is? Yeah, from uh, Ever- Oasis. Yeah. Yeah. I was wow. like, what? Okay. Yeah. Is that on hand cream? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so there's so much good shit. And it's one of those ones where I'm like... I found this out through Spin, and I I remember. Oh, you didn't one of the randomly. Few. Well, I think I'd heard of it. Okay, and then I saw it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. You know, you're not going to buy based off cover. I mean, I'm not an amateur CD buyer. Uh, <laughs> you are. I mean, okay. I have. I have not. Okay, and but I mean, this is. I mean, I'm risking. I remember Virgin. It was like seventeen dollars. Well, because they would get your ass. Yeah. Best Buy, it's like eleven bucks for a CD, and Virgin was seventeen. I I, I started. Like with grass cutting and babysitting money, okay. and so I, I had this is my money. I had no other obligation, so I literally for years was just yeah, take CDs. it all. But I was also buying cassettes for seven ninety nine, nine ninety nine, sometimes six ninety nine if they wanted to, right? Get rid of it, yeah. Uh, but their titles, I like almost every title, t- two thousand nine, Judy sucks a lemon for breakfast. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, twenty twenty. They're still making records. England is a garden. Corner shop? Yeah. See, I've not listened to Corner. I, I wondered. That, I listened to that one album and it just blew my mind. It just hit me in the right place. To me, my, my favorite song off Corner Shop 
uh, hands down, is Lessons Learned from Rocky 1 to Rocky 3. Which they reference in the opening track, I think. In, in, the, yes, in yes. Kind of like yes. a little passing. It gives blurb. you like this announcer as like the whole, yes, the whole thing. Yes. The whole album. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to take you home to whatever. Yeah. And and to me, I remember hearing that song. And, and this is why I love music, is because music is, is a time warp. So I can, I, when I hear this song, um, Lesson Learned from Rocky 1 or Rocky 2, Rocky 1 or Rocky 3, and well, it's that one or there's another one, but it's like his version. So he's Indian. It's his version yeah. of rock and roll, right? Yeah. So I always love someone's interpretation. I mean, there's, of rock I think there's a sitar in the opening yeah. track too. Yeah, one hundred percent. What? One hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. You know? it, it's a mind fuck. Yeah, uh, but in a good way. And I remember I was I was I was there at the lake. We were drinking, and it was sunny. It was beautiful. It was perfect. And I hear that song, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the greatest summer drinking song on water i mean ever. i enjoyed it enough that i could totally envision myself just driving around listening yeah, to it yeah that too people just, people power yes. right up my alley with Boom. the groove yes yeah, it's, it's uh, like a, like electronic and it's like like you're up in the sky on spe- the airplane spectral mornings uh-huh. is the one with the sitar and 14 minutes and 24 Dude, seconds it's a trip they take a journey on they that do. thing they really do but that's why it's this this mix match but it all it it works fits. it will and then it they, cl- they close with an untitled track that maybe has the coolest groove of the record and it's like the um it's like the dudes in french talking uh like conversation in the studio yes it's such a it's such a well put together album that and then so after that i was like Fuck this. I'm never listening to mainstream anything ever again. Although I love Taylor Swift. I mean, she's hard not to love. Correct. But I yeah, mean, but that's something like I, I'm always on a search. I don't understand what she's doing track listing wise. Like, da 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 song, Taylor's version in parentheses, da da da. So, so I'm like, what, aren't they what, all year? No. So what happened was Scooter, Scooter Braun, her old manager, purchased all her catalog, her back catalog. Like so she doesn't own the rights. A thing that she agreed to? She just bought in the market. She didn't have the money at the time. Oh. So now what she's doing since the, they, they reeled that favor of Scooter, she's re-releasing all her stuff, Taylor's version. So oh, that way it lets, go. it lets marketing advertisers know you're supporting Taylor and not the other. Oh, guy. like if you're going to... Okay, okay. So that's what you see it on like XM. Interesting. Yeah, so it's all Taylor. And by the way, the pandemic... When she did that stuff, the um, the 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 waterfront. I think I tweeted out one night. It was the um, the sessions or the whatever Taylor Swift on Netflix. Okay, fucking amazing. Uh, I don't know. Absolutely amazing. But look it up. There's like the blah 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 sessions. But yeah, but but yeah, and then and then on the flip side, after corner on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And and on the flip side, the other album I bought, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Okay, hold hold up, hold up, hold up. So when you answered, I would like I said I I need pen and paper oh, right away. Yeah, I I knew I knew I knew when my life changed, and I, I couldn't believe that the answer that you had so ready to deliver featured, I mean not only two, you know, You're which right. is totally fine and cool. Uh, I would probably have two in mind as well, but I couldn't believe that one of them was somebody that I've never heard of before. Yeah, and I was like, did you? I, I think you made a highbrow masturbation joke that went flying over my head, dumb NFL guy. <laughs> no, so I was like, wait, what? And yeah. then you said that was your second album. And I was like, uh, only because uh, the dude that I lived with for most of college 
uh, he also I have some of his stuff. His he's also a painter. Okay. Um, we we lived together for like three years and changed huge, huge music guy. Okay. And all the music that we bought. Cause I, I hold, I held on to cassettes. God, you tried to ride it Dude, out. My buddy went to buy at the Casey Musgrave show. He mm-hmm. went to buy uh dip and dots or something for the kids and came back with her new record on cassette, which is her divorce album. Was she divorced. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of the stuff on this current album is about, her experience going through that uh and he held it up and i was like get the f-. he's like i thought of one person because i've got you know a thousand cassettes it's amazing all alphabetically just in the other room I'm about to go look um but uh so anyway but in college i'm buying a same deal i have two jobs well two jobs after college but i work full-time all the way through and any if i had the slightest bit of cash laying around like, oh, rent's still three days away. I'll find more money, you know. <laughs> I just spend it on music. Right. Which was most of the time not wise. But anyway, when no, once wise. we once we parted ways, I was like, You you get to keep all the music that I bought. I'm gonna I'm gonna dub them all onto cassette. And also I'm taking the, Dub them all onto cassette. Yeah. Oh, I also cool. I'm taking the value of each C D that I spent mm-hmm. in artwork of yours. Oh, so nice. Okay, I, that's I got trade. to keep the music and earn some artwork. That's perfect. Um, you, you made it out. Yeah. Uh, but um, he burned me. I don't know. I, I made a trip out to, I, I don't know. Maybe you shipped him to me. Anyway, he burned me a whole bunch of CDs. And in the day, it was so much fun burning. CDs. In this one batch, uh, there was like three or four Wilco records and there was a couple of my morning jacket records yes. and those stood out of all the artists as not for me. Oh, wow, and I, and I, ga- I gave them okay, I like each yeah, like, you, I'm sure you gave them the, the good, good try, right? You know, uh, I, I, I have said that mm-hmm. f- for 18 years now, however long it's been since I made that trip and he, but I went back to Yankee and I was like, did I give it a fair? Cause I, and, and, there are a couple of tracks, especially kind of closer to the end where I'm like, this is not my cup of tea at all. Okay. But as a whole, yeah, I'm like, this is really impressive. Like <laughs> I don't, I'll, I'll probably never going to be driving around, put it on or right. play it in my house, right. but just in terms of general appreciation and respect. But I mean, like they are something else. So I'm living, I'm living with this dude. Yeah. I also have, uh, and I'm, I'm on the newspaper staff. I also have a radio show <laughs> three hours, once a week, free form. Only stipulation is that you have to play 10 new tracks an episode. And cause you know, everybody's sending you, all the labels are sending you their shit. And so the library is arranged by genre, except for right by the board, you know, if you're sitting over here, mm-hmm. all of it's new. And, you know, they're like, they've got colored tape to keep with the genre. Right, so like right. the new shit had like black and white tape on it. So you'd come in, I don't know, 45 minutes before your show or some, you could book time during the week yeah. if you wanted to do like three hours and, you know, 
kind of run through that would be so cool. shopping by label sort of, or yeah, maybe, you, cool. Oh, I know them. Right. Yeah. And you listen, Oh, and I've got like that. You find your 10 tracks. Yeah. Right. Um, so, um, I lost my train of thought on that, but uh, any, anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I, I listened to a couple or three Wilco records and a couple my morning jacket records. Yeah. And I was like, just, I don't get it at all. Right. Um, but now having gone back to this, I'm like, this is, Oh, I know what the point was. So there, the gal that was the station manager, um, when I, uh, started my show, mm-hmm. um, super cool, uh, lesbian gal, that was she was all about and probably still is uh, all about Ani DeFranco okay. and all of you know this the sort of the lesbian singer songwriter. She leaves to take a different position and a gal. I don't know if she wound up in Montana or if she's from Montana, but her bread and butter, her wheelhouse was Wilco, and I, all I and it was right when Sunvolt came out, and so all I would hear about was like. You know, Uncle Tupelo and Jeff Tweedy and Farrar, and there's immediately there's camps, Uh and I'm like, I don't know. They're all pretty much the same. I have a map, but I can't get to either of the camps. (laughs) Um, But so, like, reading about this stuff, uh, I mean, so reprise records. Will Will go hands them Yankee, and they say, "Nope, we don't like it," and cut them from the label. Yeah. What? Because yeah, there's a whole documentary on it's. I am trying to break your heart. Yes, which is a track on that record. Yeah, it's an amazing track, and it just it's about them trying to get to another label, trying to get signed, and Jeff Tweedy's dealing with like migraines and all this stuff and addiction, opioid addiction too for migraines. Wow, uh, so a lot of different stuff going on, and to me it was like one of those things where the music was so different. Yet, yet not different just to be an asshole. It was different because it was like, okay, there's like distortion. Uh, there's like, is this track finished? So many layers. I thought it's multi layers. Alt, alt country rock. Yeah, is, that's all they are. No, I not was, even. I was close. wildly mistaken. And this was my first foray into Wilco. Okay. And then I went back to being there, and I was like their double disc country album, and I'm like, fuck, being there. Have you read this? No. What is that? It's a book, dude. I don't know if this was a mouse or one of my dogs, okay. but um, Jersey Kozinski wrote this book and they made it into a movie okay. with Peter Sellers. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Really? Phenomenal. It is so, but that's. Can I borrow that? I mean, that's. I, the, I promise not to chew it. No. no. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. Okay. Um, I swear. Oh, no, I can't. I know. I know. Oh, son of a biscuit. But guess what? Take a picture. I'll rent it from my library. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so. It's a must read. And then you got to watch them. I have the movie on VHS if you want to borrow that. But but I'm, but to me, it's like being there as a double disker. And it's like the first one is like this country. And it's like I said, it's like I don't like full country, but I like this sort of country rock. And that's what being there is. Okay. But it's like to me, like to me, the, the track that stood out and for most people on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and especially me when I got it in the lake that day and we were just going through the tracks, was Heavy Metal Drummer, of course. Fascinating. It was like the first one. It was like first listen, first, first fucking listen. I was like, oh my God. That 
So because it was, I need up tempo. I need like up tempo. Okay, let's let's get to the tracks in just a sec. But okay. it's worth mentioning that when I'm listening to a record for these conversations, uh-huh. I really try to only make notes mm-hmm. about tracks that really speak mm-hmm. to me. And I was like, I'm gonna wind up with a note for every fucking song you on really this. Are. Really and are. and that's that's the first one I didn't make a note on. Really, I think I think that the the title of the track was so appealing to me and then it started and i was like i love this and then and then i just found myself kind of treading water in this pool of generic mm-hmm. thought i was like i should if i say if i force myself to say something it's going to be lame but uh just so go through the tracks well we we will but uh i also thought the name of this was just silly yeah, happenstance. No, it's no, phonetic it's, alphabet. Yeah, se- it's sequences like Zulu alphabet. Yeah, well, or like the you know Bravo, uh, whatever they say on the Alpha Bravo. Yeah, Charlie, that shit. Delta, that shit. Echo. Yeah. Um, so much drama associated with recording production and release of the record, uh, and the outfit in its entirety. I mean, like I said, the camps, Uncle Tupelo, Jay Ferraris, Jeff Tweedy. Uh, but also when they when this when reprise said no thanks and cut mm-hmm. them they put it out they streamed it for free a, a week to the day after 911 really yeah and and since so they've later like officially released but they i feel i feel like i le- i read a, a number of other situations where like boom new wilco records up and streaming on their site you know, eventually it gets its official kind of release, but right. how fucking cool. What? What? Oh, that, that, no, wait, did Wilco do that or did Reprise do that? No, Wilco did. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, gave it away. and then multiple times. That was like, for, for hey, streaming was even a big deal in 01. Exactly. Like ahead of the if time. you're, if you're like being an NFT. Oh, speaking of shit, I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if you're like, in the know and if you're a fan, like your, your band's new material is just, Boop, boop, boop. Dropped it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they adopted her like that. Live debut on 11th. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, their, their live debut. November 17th, 1994. Mm-hmm. Do you know where? Uh, Chicago? KC? Where? St. Louis. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's the kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Selling it, at Scott that, Trade. Their it was, first there was debut. Three names yeah. away from being Scott Trade exactly. at that point. So are you Sunvolt put out eleven records? I love Sun. Okay. So I got into Sunvolt. I love Sunvolt. Like to me, it's like Sunvolt, Uncle Tupelo, Jayhawks. But I think oh, Sunvolt is my Jayhawks. favorite. But Sunvolt mm. is my. But they're all kind of similar. Like you could put three of those together. But yeah, Sunvolt. Would be, yeah. Uh, so many personnel changes across the life yeah. of the outfit, and complicated wrinkles to their story. You that had it, like two guys leave during the middle of filming the. I am trying to break your heart. Like you know. I, I thought I was done as I'm reading and taking, I thought I had covered all the camps and so forth. Uh, the, there's two mermaid Avenue records. Yep. And down one of with them, Wilco. one of them has Natalie merchant. Oh, you know who that is? Yeah. You remember her, you remember her? She, I couldn't she, tell you the song. So she was, she was 10,000 maniacs. Oh yeah. And then she went solo and put out tiger Lily, uh, which had, which had song. carnival okay. on it. You don't know. I got nothing. Oh, dude, it's one of the best. One. Ten thousand maniacs was um uh because the night. Mm, maybe I hey think of more tonight. of the 
Because the night. Hey. No, I don't know that anyway. one. Carnival is. Okay. Mm. Uh, Billy Bragg. Yes. Is also on those records, which I felt, and, and I guess I was mistaken, but I felt like Billy Bragg was an, another camp. But it turns out he was just somebody that participated in a couple of records. Well, they made they made this funky ass record called um, uh, the Minus Five. I didn't I didn't come called, across that. And one. it's called Down with Wilco, and it's like got these just fucking awesome tracks. Like they got um, the New Plantation, um, um, all these weird like whatever like things tracks, but they're like awesome. Like weird it's on that then the same vibe as Yankee. A ghost is born. So uh, that night, that was a weird album. Dude, that was like experimental. Had, had songs created with Pro Tools before they were ever played live. Yeah, yeah. What? It, well, yeah, it was like it, that's it, ballsy. It was like to then go play those songs live, and you've never done it. A fucking see, software. I don't, know, I don't know music, so yeah, oh, it sounds ballsy though. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, two thousand eight, they put out a cover of Dylan's "I Shall Be Released," which, if you're not a Dylan fan, not a Dylan fan. Oh. Dylan, hey, honestly, his I like Hurricane from the Daisy Confused soundtrack, and that's it. It's all I like of Dylan. Is that on that soundtrack? It's on the more music from. Oh, okay. Because Daisy Confused is probably one of the greatest movie soundtracks ever. But they they covered that, which is a an amazing, amazing track. Yeah. I know you've heard that track. I'm sure. I think it's with the band. Mm-hmm. But they did that cover with Fleet Foxes. I in 2008, Foxes. I had I was fucking, you know, six years from ever hearing the words Fleet Foxes, you know, for the first time. <laughs> right. 2009, they toured with Beck on the West Coast. Are you a Beck fan? No, not really. Oh my god! I didn't think he was. I, I I would have bet my life on it that his first track he was a one hit one. Yeah. No fucking way. Uh, loser. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Uh, I would. He's. I would love. You know, if ever I was given the gift of unlimited time i would love to become an expert on his discography also but also his journey to becoming a musician and what what he's been like across these different levels of popularity i just think he's fascinating uh a lot of comparisons to radiohead which at first i didn't see but by the time i was done with yankee i was like oh okay yeah um which i i immediately knee-jerk I remember when OK Computer Kid A came out. I was like, "No, I'm good." OK Computers, that's what I've heard. Phenomenal. I've gotten into it now. Kid A, I can't. It doesn't work for yeah. me. But I'm like, okay, I get what they're. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone called him one of America's consistently interesting bands. That's interesting. That what is that? That's like, is that is that a compliment? It's sort of like I don't know how to label you. Yeah. You're not really good. You're not really bad. Uh, I was pretty surprised to learn that they put out eight, eleven records. Also, yeah, they put them out. They got a good live live following. I, I've heard like my dream concert Wilco would be if they just straight up played being there, and then encore with like Yankee or something. Like Man, that, like two nights. Uh, at the, the Wilco I at like. the bottom of their page is a a chart with years and uh-huh. members, and it's all color coded to help you identify yeah, I, who was. Awesome. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Um, I'm trying to break your heart. Somber and clanky. Fascinating lead-off track. Seven minutes to kick off the record. It feels desolate. There, you know, I, that I, that's, feels, I feel like... That, it feels like I'm, I'm having a migraine. That's a, that's a, I think that's a feeling they 
yeah. visit more than yeah. once on the That's record. A lot of desolation. Uh, but when it gets to the piano jam and it takes a turn, uh, and you know, there's some per- percussion and like wild emotion. I'm like, this yeah. is. Fucking it, that's what I'm saying. And it's the first track, and it kind of goes like off the rails, yeah. and the, the sound, and it screeches to a halt. It, it screeches to a halt, and then camera with a K is next. And what a beautiful, beautiful. beginning, beautiful and song. such a weird to just track to one come ends. from there to two. So, yeah, yeah, like what? Yeah, what? Like, if you just heard camera, okay, of course, it starts out strong, but it's like if you're listening to the album, and it's like that's why it's such a great album because you just lip it, let it play, and it just goes into that, and it's like okay. And then it's like it's kind of like to my eyes. I just now got that the acronym ends with play, and it is now you're back into full words. Because when you said it earlier, mm-hmm. you're like lip it, let it play. I'm like, there's two more letters. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> how dumb right, my brain is. Right, exactly. Uh, Radio Cure. Uh, that's when I'm. I, I, I feel like we're on a like I'm hungover. No, like I'm on a museum tour. Oh yeah. And every, you know. Different exhibits, and you didn't know that they kind of weren't going to be connected, but right. they kind of are. Just, I mean, uh, and a little Radiohead feel kind of uh, war on war. Oh, dude, oh, top top three tracks on there. Um, it just melody, the groove. I mean, All oh my it. gosh! Like at first, I was like, I really like this, but I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Not and and to me, my theme of what I've discovered that I like is I like an unfinished product, and I like bullshit nonsense lyrics. Like I like shit that does not sound polished. And Yankee Hotel and Corner Shop are both those ones where I figured out what I, I love. feel like. Hand cream feels pretty polished, but not because of the way the intros and sure. how it flows, sure. and it's like. But Yankee Hotel more so flipped me on that pathway. Okay. Like, uh, Jesus, etc. That song, probably low key one of the greatest songs. At very touching opening strings. Um, Is that Jesus Don't Cry? I think so. Jesus Don't Cry. Yeah, that's a- chill keys and st- and steel steel string. I know, is steel string guitar and slide guitar the same? I don't know. I okay. don't know. Okay. But either way, like both no. both of those things, I'm like. Yeah, exactly. I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, and then I think that's where I skipped. I think it's the ne- track seven. Yeah. So I, I mean, why is that the flagship, so to, to speak? Well, to me, if you're talking about pure like dessert or pure like the, I, one of those tracks where another album I could point to would be Spoons Gimme Fiction. Mm. That whole album because because I, I I started Spoon in college, so I was listening to Spoon. Is that and, boom? It's got like a, yeah. a nice, uh-huh. very distinct, uh-huh. thick bass, uh-huh. it, it and it kind of, in. kind of became. It put Spoon on the map, kind of it that did. one track, and then yeah, and then Five G's, ga 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 ga, <laughs> put them. It was the fucking whatever, and I stopped listening at Five G's. Um, but like Spoon, I was listening to Spoon before, like Gimme Fiction was two before, three before, Series of Sneaks, and then yes, and then two other ones. Okay, and it was like Girls Can Tell, Fitted Shirt, um, Jonathan Fisk, Paper Tiger. All these stuff. I'm like, okay, it's great. And then when I heard Spoons Give Me Fiction, it was like the first album where I put it in. It was Bye Weekend with my wife. Um, and I bought it Best Buy. And I put it in. And I'm like, fuck, this is so good. Are you guys on the same page typically? No. Not a shot in hell. So you bought it with her and then put it in like in the car? And she was like, oh, I like this. Oh, interesting. I was like, I do too. Yeah. yeah. What's not to like? It's I Spoon. I know. It's really good. But yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah. But I think with um, 
both heavy metal drummer, same concept where I'm, I'm out. It's like where that corner shop less learned from Rocky one, Rocky three, I put on heavy metal drummer and it's like the perfect, like summer track. Right. And it's like, we've like in the landing by the summer, like it's like heavy metal drummer. It's like the perfect, like that was like in a landing and by the lake or something like that. Mm. It's just relevant. So back to one of those things, like I can time warp. Yeah, man. Like I can, I can put on to this day, both those tracks and think, and know exactly where I'm at. And that's to me, my love of music is that where like, I can like, I can point to like certain songs, like blink One Eight Two's damn it. Like, I know I was at my, my buddy's TJ house and he played it for me. Cause I was listening to the fucking, you know, what's my AG and repeat. And he goes, Hey, have you checked out dude ranch and damn it. And I'm like, Oh my God, this song is so great. And the same thing with movies. Like I think you can look at movies yeah. and there's like, like the reason why Pulp Fiction um, West, West Surf Rock, West Anderson, and, yeah, Wes Anderson uh, his movies. Yeah, like I've heard he writes scenes based off of certain songs, and and oh I th- wow, and, and I think that that where movies go wrong. You do like people under the stairs and Nightmare on Elm Street oh and my, shit. Not, I don't know. West, that's West Craven. West Craven. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no. same thing, right? Yeah, right. Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> and, and and Hellraiser. Exactly. Turn the corn. But yeah, so it was like so so that's what I love about about movies because there's like if you hear the same fucking Vietnam song over and over again, like Skinner, um, Rolling Stones, you're like, okay, it's a Vietnam track. Right. Like, that's what your brain thinks. Does Skinner have a Vietnam track? Oh, yeah. They gots to. I mean, they it, have to. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you've said uh, perfect summertime song, whatever, mm-hmm. both times that you've said that in the back of my mind, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> and- and the Fresh Prince and Chris Rock's best friend. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. But that, do you know That's, that tune? Are you kidding me? That's I, a classic. I mean, that dude. is just like it's a classic. Chilling. Yeah. See, my my summertime classic is um, Ice Cube's um, Le- from Lethal Injection album, and it's you know how we do it. Oh my it's god, got a great, right? And it's a great, oh. great song. I fucking love that song love so that. much. But that's why this music is so different. You can't categorize it. It's like, it's just, but it appeals to your emotion. So my next note was on Ashes of American Flags, uh, somber, whoa, holy yeah. shit, yeah, uh, yet uplifting, yeah, right. And, and like uh, how? How can yeah, you have I, both? How am I this depressed? In a form, but like, kind of like <laughs> motivated at the uh, same time. They are uh, they are all about the unconventional transition mm-hmm. and the sort of abrupt s- transition sound too. profiles yeah. that you can't like necessarily put a label on it's a sonic landscape yeah it yeah, really is it really is uh i'm the man who loves you i knew I, I went i saw that i saw that and i was like i'm probably gonna love this song because i mm-hmm. feel like i identify with that title like and it's a countryish, right that's yeah. a country like um yeah and, and with horns yeah which uh and i haven't listened to yhf in so long dude and then they, and then they close they close I mean I I think I skipped one more but they they close with another seven minute track yeah like really bold yeah I, I mean I like that. yeah uh, for a hundred percent because you're you know what is what, what year did this come out uh, oh one oh two okay something like that oh, um, April of 02 maybe I don't know but you know we're we're, we're really oh one oh two um we're we're not we haven't really divorced ourselves from the like kind of three minute 45 four four minute 15 like i the, have 
well, I'm successfully after this day, right? <laughs> I know what you're saying. In radio land, in MTV land, yeah. in record label land, like that's you need ten of those. Call us when you have them. Mm-hmm. And there's artists that are like, if you're not gonna, well, I'll figure out my yeah. own way. You know what I'm saying? I I believe in this track. Like, um, I believe in this whole record. But I mean. I, cause I so, I mean, I, when I got these CDs from that buddy, I, I sat at, I was in grad school living in this duplex and I, I went into the guest room where my computer was and put them in the computer mm-hmm. and sat there and listened to them. Um, I don't probably, you know, I probably ran through the stack to determine what was going to be car worthy. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, yeah. that was my, that was all I had in the car back then. Well, was you have to, a fiver. you can't fuck around with fast forwarding and shit like that. Right. So that's why, you know, vinyl worthy, lip it worthy, car worthy. Right. Everyone's got to, I think everyone's got their thing where it's like, that's what, you know, you can, whatever. Um, you know, it's funny every time going from K state back to, um, Dallas, it would take me an hour, hour and a half, something like that, where I would get to, I-35 and being from Texas, I like red dirt country. What right? does that so mean? It's like a different genre of country. Okay. It, it, it ain't your, like Chris Stapleton yeah. would have been like, like red dirt country. Like okay. It's like this country that's more, it ain't like the party country. So it's not like Jason Aldean or Luke Bryan or anything like that. Okay. So it's like, it's like sad dog truck. No, drunk. it ain't, it ain't quite like that either, but it's like just real country. So like you got guys like, um, you can see all my buddies got me into red dirt country. Okay. And so it's like, you got like, you ever heard Pat, of Ward Pat Davis? Green? No, okay. not good. And then you got like Stony LaRue and then all these different country acts. What, are, what What's the commonality with it? It's depressing. It's, I think it's more like you're depressing, but it's also like your upbeat stuff, but it's more real talk. That's not talking about like, get on my pickup truck and go back and do the duds. Are they no, talking about like real life shit? Yeah. Okay. And so I, can get into I, that. I would always play like Pat Green Southbound I thirty five Southbound thirty five, and it sucks because it my wife hates it because well, I'll play it when we get on thirty five going back to Dallas, and it's like the hell am I doing out here in Kansas City? Boom, boom. And it's like what Pat Green record? Are you um, it's it's uh, live from Billy Bob's. <laughs> and Billy Bob's is a famous honky tonk and can't Fort make Earth. this shit up. You really can't, man. But it's yeah, Southbound thirty five. And then my, my favorite like songs are um, uh, when it comes to like Red Dirt Country, is uh, I'm blanking on the on the artist crowd. I don't know why. My hometown by Charlie Robinson. Robinson without a second in. Mm-hmm. Is it my? Is it by him? I forget. I fudge. I forget. And then it's my hometown, and then it's um um I forget. I think I'm messing up that. And then Corpus of Christi Bay. Robert Earl Keen. Robert Earl Keen. Is my hometown okay. and and Corpus Christi Bay, but they're good like drinking tracks, and it just tells a story. Like it, it, it tells a story. Like there, there's a line in my hometown. Corpus Christi Bay is also a Robert Earl King. And there, there, there's a line in my hometown where it's like, um, I, I played baseball every fall. I could run just like the wind. I went to college like they asked me to, but they didn't ask my friends, and that was me because you know I went wow. to college and you know I was like, okay, this is wow. So. When I think of my hometown, I think about, you know, certain times. Um, what else about Yankee? To, to me, it was I had never heard anything remotely close 
to either of those albums, to okay. Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, or Corner Shops, Hand Cream for a Generation. So the appeal is not only good musicianship, but doing something different. Yeah. Okay. But like I said, not different to be an asshole. Like right. Not being the guy who made the record where he's unplugging and plugging in his mic or his <laughs> amp, right? Is that Velvet Underground or something like that? Maybe. Like Lou Reed shit. Yeah. And, and to me, it just, it, 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 it encouraged me to constantly like from for the rest of my life yeah be open to to explore hmm. to be you know tenzig what's his face and sir Edmund hillary and you know be wait what tenzig norgay he was the sherpa for uh, sir Edmund hillary to summit everest oh wow yeah it was his guy okay the sherpa so it constantly reminded me to be on that path to always look out for new music and, and i never wanted to be that old person who still listen to, you know, just blink. Like I'm still, I'm still to this day. Like, like I love mumble rap because it goes with my logic of it doesn't sound finished and there's nonsense lyrics. I love mumble rap. Like I love future. Uh, and I'm still constantly finding new artists right. that, that I love. And that's what I always want to do. And that's, I could, I could trace back my love of music and, and everything. Even my, my my movie tastes changed that day forward and to but to me i still rank music first like if you ask my my first love it's music yeah 100 percent yeah. is, is absolutely music and then movies and then books right would be close seconds uh did you uh acquire any profound artists or albums from peers in your nfl days yeah um screw so um, in college, I played with a lot of guys from Houston. Okay. And so Screw is um, rap slowed down. So a big drug for Screw is is called Lean. If you've never heard of Lean, it's cough syrup. So it's like oh. Finnegan, or it's like codeine and cough syrup. Okay. And you say you get leaned up, so you mix this um, you mix this this purple drink into like right, Sprite. Right. Yeah, right. Into what's, like what's a the fucking Sprite. Raiders quarterback? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Jam yeah. Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Russell? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he like purple drink. He like purple drink. <laughs> yeah, and so you, so they would call it. You get leaned up, or you know, you get stuck, because it just knocks you out. It's just like it's codeine and you know, Sprite. And you're drinking it, and the music is is reminiscent of that. So, oh, like wow. screw music is like slowed down. It's like drink up in my cup man hold I up. just think of the yeah. dart in the neck that's exactly from... what it is dude. <laughs> you guys are yeah crazy. it is it is but yeah so so that's what I got from my teammates um and that's what I love about the NFL is like really these cultures mix yeah like we're fucking else you're gonna get a guy who grew up you know middle class suburbia with cats who are from from like the hood of Compton right right or or like like that are from like just the fucking just the worst like I didn't by the way, I didn't know seven five seven, uh Newport News, Virginia, bad news VA was so rough. Like I had so many I buddies. I didn't understand most of what you just said. Cities, <laughs> it's areas okay. in like Virginia, right? Okay. Virginia Beach, Newport, Virginia, Newport News, bad news. Um, it's rough. And so like these guys, all these different genres and whatever's and I used to hate rap, but then once I got out of it, like I love rap. Uh huh. Like it's like it's awesome. Wow. So that's what I learned from from my teammates. Sure. Was was appreciation. How many like? Home... Uh, I still talked to about two or three. Really? Well, call them up once a quarter. Okay. Once a once every six. Months. Actual. Oh yeah. Not. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a dial up. Will you 
like hammer out an hour or 30 minutes? Oh yeah, or? it'll be yeah. It, it's like like clear, like, look clear at the it, calendar. Like, like fuck, I don't have I don't have hour and a half talk to this guy. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> But then you do and then you just pick up and it's like, you just, just whatever. And a lot of like one of my connections with my, my buddy Reggie, um, you know, I forget what school he went to because I got another, um, not Towson. Uh, he's from South Park, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, um, and he, he was into, um, um, uh, coding. No, that was a group coding. I think so. Yeah. Coding. They're like, uh, Um, uh, shoegazer, shoegazer pop or shoegazer something. I don't. I love the genre. Okay, the shoegazer. So it's fascinating. Like it's, it's like a fuzzy guitar. Ooh. Um, sounds druggy. Okay, like it sounds like you're taking pain pills, and it's chill, like, like surf chill. rock on drugs. Not, not surf rock. on drugs not though. Surf rock, okay. though, but like chill. And um, uh, sky blue sky was album. Of one of the albums. That sounds druggy. So yeah, it was. It was yeah, and it just um, just really good stuff. Okay. Uh, recently, I like this one group called Japan Droids. I've heard of them. Some really good. Yeah, I don't know how I would have. Yeah, heard of them, and it's but... like up tempo, like it's like, like like fast. Okay. So it's like so, but that's me constantly on the move, right? Constantly trying to find, and and I think the one thing where algorithms work the best is as Apple Music. Because I think that's the only reason where AI should stay. We don't right. need AI anywhere else but in recommending new music that I would like that's unheard of. I don't know. I still can't quite put a finger on how this happened uh-huh. or what I was doing differently before. But when I finally got to the point, this so this this was a door okay. uh, behind my furnace for t- 10 years. This table? Who, who knows beforehand. And it was framed. It had yeah. two by fours all around it and and the number 25. Oh, I like that. So I cut it into thirds, sanded it all down and, and used all the two by fours to make the, but, I, but I, I'm not handy, mm-hmm. you know? So this all like, I had to like make, I had to draw a plan. Wow. I mean, it's on the bulletin board on the other side of that wall. And then sort of just kind of figured out as I went and I had, I had hit this girl up and uh, I was like, I want to do, and she was like, and, and I want you to do an episode. She's like, no. Oh, wow. And I was like, I, I, we went to kindergarten together, and we still kind of hang, our, our group still kind of hangs out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then the the, the evening ended, and we, we probably texted a, a week or so later. And then out of the blue, I was just right over there working, trying to put this thing together. She texted me an artist and uh, an album title. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, amazing, so amazing. So I pull up that album, immediately fall in love with it. What album? It's called Acid Tongue. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's obscure. Yeah. Um, and then I was I, I got three or four listens in. I was like, I got to go through the rest of the discography. I find her second album to be pretty good and her third album to be um mate like she got i mean ryan adams is like producing it and there's all this all these other elements that just make it really 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 fucking amazing so when i was finally ready i was like let's get you on the book she's like oh i'm not doing that and i was like what oh, what a pump fake. i have to 
Yeah. I have to talk to her yeah. about about her to somebody, and it has to be. Point being, one of my first listens through Acid Tongue, uh, my Apple Music just started playing single tracks of kind of similar artists. Yeah. It had never done that before. Oh, because it didn't deem you worthy, probably. I don't know, but now it does it all the time. Awesome. And I was like, so I'm just constantly like, oh, I like this. Who's this ad? You know? I mean, it's the one thing with machine learning. Like, you're training your Apple Music to tell you what you like. And uh, that's which, what I like. You're right. That's the one place it should live that's safely. Where it should safely. You know? Like, please feed me more music that sounds like this right? sonically. Like, that's the one place where I'll, I'll heart everything. Like if mm. I like to add to my library, love it, add suggest more songs like this, and just so good. It just see, I I, I was there's a whole world out there. I was doing that for like two years with Pandora, okay. and I started getting lots of repeats. And my buddy was like, "Oh, don't heart it. If you heart it, then you'll just they'll play it again." So I I don't do it at all. Apple Music is different. Okay, I, I, yeah. yeah. yeah um, no, it's... So you mentioned when I went to use the restroom that you have a fishing trip coming up or yeah, got like a guy's trip and, and we, we go like to Galveston dude, I meet my buddies and we've known each other since like fourth grade. I mentioned this exact uh-huh. memory on another episode already. Uh, I, I didn't say who you were, but, um, you put, oh, God, I guess maybe it had to have been last summer. Okay. You put up a, a, a little clip, on Instagram and what you can see is like the corner of a boat Oh yeah, and your yeah. foot is yeah. hanging. I was, um, I was sitting at the front of the boat and the caption is like, nothing like being 80 miles offshore. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're 79 and a half miles too far. Turn around, <laughs> yeah, turn around. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. my God. I yeah. mean, uh, dude, there's, I like, can't even. So my, my dad, my, my real dad was, um, was a, he worked on ships so he'd be on these cargo ships for like six months out of the year and so i have sea legs so i don't get, I don't get seasick oh i'm it's it's about it's not that it's cap no, 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 it's capsizing I, and, and sharks and and everything else dude so all these books i'm reading technology i mean your phone don't work out there your phone is essentially a photo and video thing that's it sure so when you're 80 miles out like i think the radio cuts out um about 20, 10 minutes from the, from the, um, that's the appealing. Moon. The yeah. being on the ocean part, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's funny cause you're out in the ocean. It looks like Hawaii. Like I remember I, I've been swimming in like, like thousand feet of water next to this oil rig, you know, where barracudas were in there and I'm wearing my watch and my buddy's like, Hey dipshit, what is your, what does your watch look like? I don't know. He goes, it looks like a bait. And that's why that it looks like a fish, like a mackerel. That's why the barracuda is following you. I'm like, okay, I guess better take this off. Or get out of the water. (laughs) But there's some, Blair, there's some about like... I know. Being that far out, and it's like, God, it's scary. It's super capital S scary. But I I love the idea that... um, I'll find the picture after this, but there's a picture of me and my buddy. We're just just floating in the middle of the the Gulf of Mexico, and there ain't another boat. There ain't uh, another anything. Can't see shore. Phone don't work, nothing. There's a there's a I fascinating track uh, on Acid Tongue called Godspeed, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it it appears to be about, and I said I said this on a different episode. She's like 
of all the comics, female comics and female musicians that I've listened to over the years, she, she, there's a, there's a, a vague specificity or a specific vagueness in the lyrics to her song that like you kind of see what's happening, but it also is open to interpretation enough where you can kind of insert your own kind of deal. But I I feel like she's got this ability to speak to, I mean, I don't want to say both genders, but speak to everybody in terms of relationship kind of stuff. And in this, in this particular song, it's like whoever is the other half of the relationship is dealing with some stuff, been dealing with some stuff. Um, and she, I think has made over time a conscious commitment, probably very love based mm-hmm. to help this person and prop them up, but it is not fucking working. And so she's cutting ties wow. and saying, God speed to you. Keep the lighthouse in sight. Mm-hmm. And my my kids, if you ask my kids right now about Jenny Lewis, they that's the artist's name. She'd probably roll her eyes. They would probably roll their eyes. Cause hold on, hold on. Is that um, is that Rilo Kylie? Yes. Love her. Fucking I. Love her. It dumped silver linings. Love. That, I listened to it for one. two weeks, just over and over again. Finally, I was like, I got to figure out who this is, and I was like, Get the fuck out of here. And then that's she's that, going to uh, be at Boulevardy on is Friday. That Fleet Foxes too. I don't know, but. I think Fleet Foxes. No way. Too. I no think, way. I think Jenny Lewis. I think is Fleet Foxes too. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I could. I could be mistaken. Anyway, but, but I love Rilo Kylie. Um, because she was also in um, not Dead Cab. One of those groups. Dude, I haven't. I don't know. I don't know. You're. If those are all accurate, I've got so much work to do. But I'm. T- I'm talking to the kid. I'm like, you guys understand what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. The lighthouse means that they're shore and it lets you know that if you're a boat at night to avoid, I'm like, yeah, but what it also lets you know is that when you no longer see it, yeah, you're right. out there a ways <laughs> in the big, bad, scary fucking ocean. So turn around. Not and, so scary. F- <laughs> in, it's free. In your world. It's free. Terif- uh, so do you follow C S E A on no. Instagram? No. Oh my God. Not only are there like a lot of kind of, you know, orca and octopus and shark kind of, but there's also insane footage of just 40 and 50 foot waves throwing around the largest ships you've ever seen. Like a fucking cat with a mouse. No, like a orca with a, with a seal just flipping that shit. Whatever, whatever. Like a fucking barracuda with your toes and teeth wristwatch yeah. um but that is i mean so that kind of deep sea kind of thing scotch mm-hmm. still on like a scotch bourbon bourbon, bourbon. Were you, did you have a scotch a little bit run a little bit yeah graduated I, I had a couple i had a couple good really good scotches okay um i think we went back to a thing uh this uh yamazaki 18 which is one of like the one of my favorite alcohols of all time okay uh, first time I've ever tasted like um, honey and like a scotch. Is it a costly bottle? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know what's up. 
Well, no, I mean, well, it was. <laughs> I didn't buy the bottle. Right. I was I was back for New Orleans for the the the, the reunion. Ooh. And my wife and I went to Commander's Palace. Which reunion the, of the Lombardi one. Yeah, uh huh. Nice. And um, I went to went to Commander's Palace, and then they had it on the back, and I was like, oh man, I got it. I was like, how much is that a glass? It's like a hundred. A glass. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm back for the Super Bowl. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll get one. Right. It's so in the I budget. One. Yeah. And um, so I was like, this is really good. Um, you just can't find it. Cigars? Anymore. Are you still? I love cigars. I haven't had one in a couple weeks. Okay. But I like cigars because it's like this. You know, you, it gets yeah. people to, to sit down and you're committed for about 45 minutes to hour and a half of like his talking. And, and it, it, it's a natural mind relaxer sure because i have like a billion thoughts in my head i mean at all times yeah like it's like yeah. Uh, that's what i'm saying like it's like i you can say something and it just like these all these like it's like a train station that's running through i, and they can just I know that's like yeah. whenever i do sit down with somebody yeah. like yeah it's about the chat yeah mm -hmm. it's about music but it's also kind of a challenge to sort of keep things on track because <laughs> yeah. you sidetrack and oh i'm tangent wait, time out. I you know, forgot. I'm tangent. you were in arizona yeah, yeah exactly i'm tangents exactly. so music movies bourbon uh-huh sometimes cigars uh deep sea fishing yeah just it's more like what else just being out there okay the um yeah enough about the water what yeah. else there's is interesting <laughs> i'm kidding yeah right no well uh to me, I, I you know it's funny on those. So since you know the music goes out, you know yeah. what I you know what I've started to do. Play I the found, banjo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not in the forest. I've started to bring my iPod Touch. That you can play like you it's, don't. It still has a hard drive on it. You don't need to connect to the internet. So all your tracks are on there, and it's cool because like this, my iPod Touch is like a time warp of '09. Yeah. So it's like '09 and back. What were you listening to? Right. And I could play Angry Birds too. <laughs> that's that's the real that's the real benefit. Oh my God! I I there's I think in the back of that little orange truck over there, my iPod might be sitting. That's awesome. And if I were to try and power it up, I I know fairly well that whatever the total contents of the music on there back when I was using it felt like yeah. an insane amount of yeah. music to have on this device, and now I'm like. Sky's the limit, motherfucker. It is. I learned. I had. To, I learned. For like I was adding. F f like, this is a critical album. I was adding those to my phone. Oh. Until, you know. B -b 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 every yeah. time I go to take a picture, it's like you gotta free up some. I was like, oh, I can just stream these anytime I want. I don't have to save them to my phone. You idiot. Oh yeah, my god. Embrace technology. It's a good thing. You're dumber than the average football player. Oh my god. Me meaning me. Totally. Um. Uh, kids, kids have yep. a relationship with music. Um, yeah. Uh, so I let my son listen to like rap before, um, like before games. Okay. Like, I think it's good to have, uh, like pregame music. Soccer. Yeah. Soccer, basketball, whatever. If it's just him and I in the he car. He got skills. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got some skills. Yeah. yeah. Can he, he nail he can three? Shoot. Yeah, he can, you know, he can't nail three, but he's pretty good. At, like he hit, like, hit him from the charity stripe. He's pretty, well, he can do better than I in basketball okay. and soccer. He plays goalie right now. Um, on a, on a, team, oh. so on a, on a team. So it's a different, different brand. The, the I goalie. Soccer. I love soccer. So do uh, you, the goalie's like being a lot like being an O lineman where 
you get 50 shots, you let in two, you suck. I saw a thing that said you, know? you never surrendered a sack in your whole career. College, yeah. College, okay. Yeah, in NFL different. Olay. <laughs> no. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Where would you uh you know, like lots of uh guys um in in our forties. Yeah. Uh, since we're kinda just just now forty. Yeah. Uh there's there's plenty of guys out there that get out and, and hoop it up yeah. on the reg. Uh would you, if you were one of those guys, would the size of your frame become a burden to knees and ligaments and no i'm good i'm good i used to play indoor soccer but yeah but jumping and run stopping and going and pivoting on the hardwood it would hurt probably on basketball yeah but you don't think and you i'm would... not good at basketball though i'll d you up all day but i couldn't shoot you can keep up with me you'll d me up shit <laughs> see it's that kind of line right. that i dropped out at the at opco and you're like fucking this guy who who hired this guy? Yeah, get out of here, guy. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> um, have you? I don't. I don't know if I made this connection until just perhaps today. But have you always been a red receipts on guy? Um, I I didn't know you could like I keep mine on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care at all. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, does that does that let you know you, if you texted if I did it or something like that, or if I did? Well, it just it, if I it, maybe there's other meanings that I'm aware of, unaware of. But mm-hmm. to me, it's like if if somebody doesn't respond, but you see that they read the text, then it's kind of like deliberate in a way, kind of, or it could be deliberate. Right. Right. Whereas if you have them off and it just says delivered. You at least go, oh, he hasn't opened it yet, or who knows? he's 80 miles off the coast. And who <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's a, it's a thing, kind I, of. I, I think my shot clock on responding to a text, like sometimes if I say something, you don't need to heart it to end, let us know the conversation is done. Right. You know, I've always been against that. Like, I just, just, just walk away. Yeah. Like just it's digital, just just walk away. Yeah. Like I know you got it. And if you want to respond, cool. And if you don't, cool. So that way that saves me from having that stress or whatever of like are they gonna respond? I say something bad, blah, blah, blah. I said what I said. You either you respond or you don't. Well, I don't think there has to be a very clear end to every chapter of a conversation. A lot of people feel that. But we've had a couple in trying to Uh whatever where like a week and a half goes by and you're like, Oh, sorry. I'm like, well, for, Oh yeah, I was upset about yeah, that. Like, uh-huh. or like the, the, the picture from the dinner. Yes. You remember that? Yes. Oh, I forgot to respond to you. Yeah. yeah and I was like, like, I, oh, my dick. I yeah. shouldn't have sent that. No. He's mad now. No, I wasn't mad at all. No. So well, yeah. but that's where fucking noodle brain goes. Right. Um, so you have always struck me as like, you know, you've, you've kind of got an idea or an outline or a plan for how you would like the rest of your life to go, uh-huh. whether that's eight years ago or today or whatever, like what, do, what, what's going to keep your happiness bucket full as you, your kids are into their getting into teenage years. And then maybe as an empty nester, I mean, what is, What's the fuel for the Nick Lecky happiness fire? Oh man, I don't know, man. Just just living in the moment with a with a grand plan, 
but then like figuring out you know stuff it's not about like you know find something i love doing like i love i love doing what i'm doing now uh, i enjoy medical device sales and it, i it was laid off in november and the work through december and then i had like january february march to kind of figure out my next move um, with no real rush or whatever i was gonna say that that wasn't like there wasn't pressure self-imposed or from the wife or oh from the wife she started to whatever but i had to block her out because he's like we're on <laughs> <laughs> boxing her out <laughs> well i'm the dreamer and she's the realist mm. right so mm. i knew i'd get a job somewhere but i wanted it to be a good fit now was she like I want there to be structure or financial. Like, what, what, what's what's her like? What, what, if she was getting on your case, whatever, you know, what I'm saying you, you had to block her out. What what's what was the motivation she was coming at you from? She was like, "Hey, you need to get a job." She's well, like, "She says right, it's going to take you forever to find a job." I know, but but why? Um, financial, okay. I guess. Just she, she's like, yeah, long term, like okay, I guess or okay. something. Or she just wanted to be have money coming in, okay, instead of money just flowing. Well, she out. she works too, right? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it wasn't at all like I don't want you to have unlimited free time with no structure, <laughs> right? It's finance. It was financially driven mostly. Yeah. Okay. Well, and also, I who knows what else she was thinking with that regards too. But to me, it was like, I knew I'd be able to get a job. You're like, whatever, somewhere. I'm leaving you on red. <laughs> exactly. For real. Exactly. I will. I definitely will. Oh man. I do a lot too. To her? Not on purpose, but oh, like, or, I'm sorry. I look back on a conversation. It was like, she'll text and someone will just call her. I'm saying oh. like responding to it. But then yeah. sometimes we'll get done talking and I'll respond to the text because I'm OCD a little bit like that. Um, but yeah, so but to me, it was like just kind of, yeah, just flowing. I, I could be a, a small child sometimes. If um, tomorrow uh, somebody just said, here uh, is all the financial stability that you and your wife and your kids and maybe even their kids will need. So I'm talking a lot then? What? A lot. Well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So if from this day forward, you don't, have to work and you chose not to okay would you like be become handy would you be project guy would you take up an instrument would you travel i mean i you know i think i would i would go well if i have my kids with me well i mean at least for the next i think i would take summers off i would oh fuck but it's so nice at where i live in the summertime I would I would go to Mexico and surf. Get the fuck out of here. Back to the goddamn sharks and barracudas uh, and shit. Well, you're right on the shore, right? So you're I, isn't that close. where the most percentage? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people there too, right? So that's why your percentage goes fuck. up. But yeah, I think I'd be a surfing in Mexico. I think if you said like, I'm an empty nester with wife and I, and I'm going to Mexico and I'm surfing. Wow. I think that's the that's my absolute you, happy place. Surf? Now I've served twice, but I snowboard. Right, I was just gonna say, right, kind of. So I got the. I know. Yeah. How to, I know how to wow. do it. Yeah. Have you watched the? Is it? Is there a Netflix documentary about the girl that? No. Lost the arm. Yeah, that's and crazy. Then I didn't know. Right back out. Yeah. Got to get back on the horse. It's something you love. I, I know. I, I, think, I know. I think it's something where where like I've I've heard like when I was in college, weirdly enough, at K State, I subscribed to Surfer magazine. <laughs> And surfing and and surfing. Oh my god! And spin and I love magazines. You guys know any any other uh, S word (laughs) magazine? Exactly right. 
I can. Um, but to me, like I, I love the whole mentality of, of surfers. Right. Where it's sort of the Zen philosophy. Point break. Oh my God. Right. I mean, like you tell, get me two. And I loved it. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, I, I love this concept of this wave that is breaking on the beach has traveled for thousands of miles and they're going to do it some sort of religious experience. Like they're going to, they're going to surf this wave. They're going to ride it to its final end. And I love that concept. It's wild. Yeah. And it's like nature and it's unpredictable. Uh, the swell percent. could be whatever could be crappy. And I love the idea of, you know, you get in a wetsuit, check, check the break, go surfing and get on with your day. I mean, I just the like you can't do it all day. N- no, no, but I mean the the notion of like so you, you time it right and mm-hmm. then you see an opportunity present itself where you can get in the barrel. Yeah. And maybe 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 come you ride it all the way Catch through it. and come out the other or maybe you eat fucking shit so hard and that you maybe die. And well and that and that's that's the beauty of it cuz if you ain't on point and you're in some waves that are heavier and so another and uh, like being a center. Yeah, man. Technique and for real, you got to you got to be on point or you're going to get blasted. Dude. And mother nature goes from being this beautiful majestic thing to hot death. Yeah. Like, hot fast death. <laughs> yeah. We got you. Wow. And a quiet death. That's cool, man. Yeah, so I I, I like so yeah, surfing. That's surfing. that's your uh Zuatanejo. Uh, you and Andy Dufresne. So, and you know, it's funny. We went to Zuatanejo. I, I think you, maybe we yeah, talked and about it that. It fucking kicks ass. I'm sure it does. It's real Mexico. Yeah. There was like, when I, we when we went there in 07, which by the way, they the Cardinals signed a, they got a new coach and they signed a new center when I was on vacation. And a buddy of mine texted me like, hey, who the fuck is this guy? And they're like, I'm like, what are you talking about? So I get on my laptop and connect to Wi-Fi and like, like yeah, Cardinal signed some. I'm like, shit, okay. I still had a great time. In Ziwa. What was up with that? Where it was new head coach. But that didn't mean you were done with him necessarily. I should have asked to be cut, you know, then and go find someone else. I thought they'd give me a chance to compete, but there was no chance to compete. Oh, he signed a guy for a big Who was the new coach? Um Ken was in Hunt. So yeah. A perennial core O C. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He succeeded that on had no Denny business. Green's people. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Who R.I.P. By the way, right? Oh, I loved Did you him. play for him? Yeah. Oh, he drafted fuck. him. He drafted me. Get so. the fuck out of here. It's funny. Um, I was in Vegas, so he drafted me in 04, summer of 05. I was in Vegas, and I was, uh, I was in my second sem- second year, so 06. Okay. So 04 and 05. And I played 05 significantly. Wait, didn't, you didn't play ball with Jake Plummer, did you? No, I was after him. Okay. He was in Denver by the time I was right. in Arizona. And so uh, I remember I was in Vegas, and my favorite place in Vegas is Casa Fuente. And the Davidoff place. Okay. Cigar places. Sure. And uh, I was like kind of sweating. I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Denny Green. It's like it's my coach. And then I walked by thinking he wouldn't recognize me. And I walked by and he goes, Nick, what are you doing, man? How are you? Good to see you. Come over here, man. Meet meet all my friends and everything like that. You you guys were both in Vegas just on personal time? Uh-huh. In the summer. And I was at Casa Fuente. He was at Casa Fuente. Cool. And he was like, yeah. And, and I'm still like, you know, Bill Snyder. Yeah. You know, how do you act in front of a coach? And oh, like, yeah. Whatever. And like, yeah, it was like really cool. So it was really touching to me that this guy I didn't think this guy knew who I was. And he was like, hey, Nick, how are you? Good to see you. You know, it's like, just really good dude. Yeah. So, cigars. Denny Green. And I guess you would have been under 
Sean Payton. Yep. And then who was St. Louis? Linehan and Hazlitt. Oh. We sucked. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for the city of St. Louis. Oh, God. Oh, seven, you shouldn't. Oh, eight, it's a fucking games. garbage city, so <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't feel. I get the whole rivalry now, which is funny you say that, and you're a Blues fan. Oh, I love the Blues. Right? Love the like Blues. The city. Well, I think the city has this blue blood feel to it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I love the, the question in St. Louis of like, what high school did you go to? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. There's a little bit of that here, but, yeah, but it's very, very it's much pro- so there. It's prominent there. But yeah, I, I like that. I just for um, and I I take um, hyperbolic liberties to verbally trash St. Louis. Okay, yes, but that's mostly based on many years of going down for a Blues game right. and staying everywhere you can possibly stay and just being just experience the hottest of hot garbage in the in the service industry. Everywhere I go, service, food, nobody gives a fuck. Really? Well, that's downtown, right? All over the place. No, they care in the hill. That's the only. You got to go to the hill. You got to go to the hill. You got to go to the hill. Yeah, I know, but not everybody wants to go out for fucking Italian. Have you been to Joy's Deli yet? Why does that sound familiar? I tweet about it every time I go to St. Louis. How often the whole reason. St. Louis. Well, I used to go there a lot for work. I was covering two territories. Oh, right, I was right, driving. Right. So part of the reason I asked for that St. Louis territory was I go to Joy's Deli. A sandwich place? It's so fucking good. I mean, fucking bring me one next time you're there. I won't be there anymore. No, I, I might be there before you. You should go there. I didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't go this year. I haven't been since really COVID. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been to St. Louis plenty, but not kids in tow blues game. Um, Enjoy his deli, man. It's my one. It's if like I'm always like, I don't ask people like, "Hey, what are your recommendations?" Like to me, it's like I always ask people this. Like if I'm in a new city, like like, and I'm like, "All right, Blair, you go to Denver a lot," you know, or or I'm sorry, I like this even better. You're from Kansas City. If you moved and came back and only had one full day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, where are you going? To? Oh wow, fascinating. That's how I ask people. Very fast. That's how I ask people. I don't fucking care about your blah, 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 blah. I need you to tell me your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. I had uh And you can't do doubles. <laughs> fucking don't cheat the game. I had a date uh, that got set up because this gal found out that I chefed or whatever. Uh, and so there was insistence that... I cook and I was like, and so I made breakfast, lunch and dinner and like the small, I was like, if we never have another meal again after this, at least we've covered all three. And she was like, "Wow!" I, I thought it sounded amazing and it turned out that it's also sounded amazing to her. So I was like, you know, yeah. Giving myself a little, I thought that was cute, but, but I want to, I'm going to use that. That's, that's great. You have to. That's great. It makes people, choose yeah yeah because you can't like i said it's like the it's like the top album thing it makes yeah. people choose I, I that's why i like the question better i, th- of, I yeah. think two weeks from today the kid the dude that's coming uh m- made like a top 100 like right when covid hit and then he went and and revisited it and made a whole bunch of cuts and it got down to like 
18 or 20 and he just he quit he was he was making cuts yeah so he got it and so he just sent me that and i was like i if somebody gives me one or two records it takes me like two hours to prep (laughs) you're giving me (laughs) a dozen and a half records that i gotta have something to say okay all right challenge accepted yeah right that's a good one learning new music uh you know it's a good one too is year-end list year-end best Ooh. I, I I would go through every December, late December, I go through like a hundred down. I don't go through all of them. That that like somebody publishes and NME, um, new music something. Okay, and Rolling Stone, and and I just look for I and I go through. Okay, what's the albums? Let's right. go. Let's go through them. Let's listen to them. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. And then you know save them. Ari Shafir, stand-up comic, has Uh has a bit about uh, porn and uh, how insane it is that there's a large portion of the population that, like, will favorite or comment or whatever. And he's like, do you understand that that means that they're creating profiles on porn sites and logging in with an email address and then choosing favorites? He's like, I would never do that. In and out. I'll tell you why I do it. I'll tell you why I do it. (laughs) Because at the end of the year, I like to give myself a little best of. (laughs) A little recap (laughs) to thank all the girls that got me through the year. Oh, man. That's awesome. He just trashes it and then be like, also, I do that. I love that. That's Uh, a good one. I love comedy. That's awesome. Late. Yeah. Uh, You have a drive and uh, a work with. That's right. Tomorrow. Um. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, I say this all the time, but um, as an elder statesman, uh, the gift of time is Mm -hmm. maybe more irreplaceable than a nice bottle of, what do you call that stuff? That was $100 a glass? Uh, Scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Certain brand that was $100. Your Saints reunion. Yeah, Yamazaki. Yamazaki. I could give you a bottle of Yamazaki or treat you to a nice dinner but you can't really the fact carve out a i mean you had shit going on up until i'm busy nine o'clock sports kids and shit yeah yeah yeah. but you thank you you came and you did it and uh you thought i was gonna bail too probably you know uh i have had three bails including your reschedule but that that's not on me because my my work but but the the two that Bailed? No, I'm sorry. I've had three bails and your reschedule. The three bails, I knew. And th- again, deep yeah. into the courtship. Uh, and then revisit. Uh, and then they finally commit and say, they give you a record. And then I say, here are the dates. And uh, they pick one. And then at the follow-up, uh, it's all the day before, you know, like I texted you yesterday. Hey, are we yeah, still on? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then day of bail. And I knew all three of them. I knew it would happen. So when you were like, I, I knew you had been seeking employment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Nick's got his stuff together. Uh, I know he's been looking for a job and now he's got one in this training. 150% legit. But if he has to reschedule a second time, <laughs> it's a wrap. And so yeah. yesterday you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I had you down for like 830 and it's like nine, nine fifteen. I was like, now, now I'm, st- I started to be like, should we 
find another night because it's going to be yeah. super late. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think that there was any way in hell we were going to hammer this out in 60 minutes. Yeah. So it, it, signing up to do it, you know, I, it, you don't get the, the, the blue Twitter check until, <laughs> until your butt's in the chair, man. Uh, so thank you, thank you so man. much. I think, uh, I think, I think it's a cool thing, dude. I think it's a really cool thing. It's a really cool. Um, like a personality thing. And I love this. To hear, yeah. And I love to hear people's, uh, people's different viewpoints. Right. That's um, cool. like what matters to you? Well, it's a, it's a really weird, I mean, this is roughly the time of all the previous mm-hmm. episodes. Um, and it's, 2022 is not the time to be dropping three hour YouTube clips because mm-hmm, exactly. people are like, are you I, out of your mind? I'm not, you're not Joe Rogan, right? When, yeah. are, when are you going to put out shorts? I want, I want the four and a half minute version or the TikTok, you know, give me a 90 second TikTok. I maybe when I have a production team, like this is enough work to turn around. And speaking of which, uh, next, uh, I'll be shooting for next Thursday. I'd love, I did get a, a teeny tiny bank. I want to get like four banked mm-hmm. so that if flakes or reschedules happen, I still have one to drop for the right. following week. I built that up a little bit and then somebody last Tuesday flaked and then I didn't have one this past Saturday because my ex was out of town, so I had the kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, shoot for next Thursday for yours. When it's out, I'll send you the stuff and Thank you can. You. I look forward to it delete it or leave me on red or put it out on all your platforms to your thousands of followers. Okay. We can do that. So thank you. Thank you. All right, man. See you. Always. That's perfect. Mm-hmm.